Welcome, everybody. Episode 201 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Eric. Corey. No Will this week. Uh, Will was ill uh, and also didn't want to, didn't play The Witcher, didn't want anything spoiled for him for when he finally gets to The Witcher. We aren't going to do many spoilers anyway, right? No, it's it's going to be fairly spoiler-free. Um, anything spoiler-wise would be in the very beginning of the game. So uh, story-wise, there won't be any spoilers. But he didn't I, want, I don't think he wanted any colored impressions of yeah, the game either. Yeah, fair enough. Really, so. That's probably smart. Yeah. Uh, I vote that at the end of the episode, after the outro song plays, we talk spoilers. We were going to do a hangover. Yeah, me and Eric were planning on doing a hangover. Mm. Would you like to okay. take part? We're further than you, though. Yeah, you yeah. guys are a lot further. <laughs> we could I don't do. Really we, want anything spoiled? We could do a little, a little bit of spoilers after the outro, yeah, we, and then me and Eric will just do our hangover after after you're done. Maybe we just talk about like the prologue, the first six hours in the first area yeah. at the end of this episode, and then you guys can do your thing after that. That's right. fine. Yeah, me and Eric are, are going to do a hangover on the Bloody Baron quest line from from The Witcher Three. My uh, balls get tingly. Yeah, we, about we, it. we wanted to uh, first of all do a hangover, and second of all talk about it. Uh, so we're going to do that in a hangover, and I mean. If Honestly, it, we could probably do a main segment about we it. We could probably think. do a whole episode on yeah. the Bloody Baron. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Uh, so that's our uh, my teaser for for later on. Does anyone else have anything you want to tease for later on in the episode? That is literally all I played. Okay, so I, same here. I think I have to talk about so, The Witcher too because I don't think I talked about it last week. Oh, did you beat it? Or yes, or should we wait? I did beat oh, it. Uh, well, hey. let's round of applause. Thank you. <laughs> didn't, mean to, didn't mean to spoil. No, it that's fine. You. I beat it in time. I, want, I wanted to beat it in time for The Witcher three, and I did. So I'll talk a little bit about that later. Nice. On. Yeah, I've been meaning to talk about the novelist. I don't think I talked about that yet. Have I? No, no. actually, I saw you were playing it on um, Steam one day, and then the next podcast week you didn't mention it, and I wanted to say something because I saw you played it, but I forgot. I wish you had. Yeah, I told. I just totally spaced on on talking about that. I played that at least two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I did that more, a little more Hearthstone. Actually, uh, I'll, I want to talk. A little bit about Mad Max Fury Road, which I went to see. Oh, you went to see that? Yep. Nice. I'm interested to hear your thoughts because I. Oh, oh boy. Oh, you liked it? Oh yeah. Nice. I gotta go see it. Uh, yeah, I really, you... I really wanted to see it too. We'll talk a little bit more about that later, though. All right, I just cool. Throw that out there. Okay. Uh, let's just get right into it, shall we? Yeah. Why? Why fuck not, Dan? Okay. Um. So yeah, The Witcher Three Wild Hunt came out kind of had weird release dates uh for me it came out monday at like 7 p.m or something like that i didn't end up getting to play it until like 8 30 that night i don't think uh launched midnight in some places i think you guys got yours the next day right eric yeah i was pissed um because i saw that games gamestop had gotten the go-ahead to start selling their copies the night before mm-hmm. so on monday night yeah at like seven yeah when it went live digitally yep um but Best Buy, where I got it, did not. Really? No. 
not not even at all at at that hour. Just they had to wait until the next day. Yeah, I called twice. Wow. But I got the same asshole twice. Uh-huh. So I was hoping somebody different would answer the second time, but I. I the voice was the same, so and, I knew it was the same guy. And be like, you know what? We're not supposed to have exactly. it, but come on in and pick it up. That's exactly. fine. Exactly. Yeah, That's what I was hoping for. Didn't work out, but whatever. Yeah, some people had gotten their copies, like, the weekend before, like, Friday. Mm-hmm. The Friday the weekend before it came out. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I had preloaded it a few days ahead of time on Steam and was was ripper on ready to go come launch time. Uh, what do you think? I mean... Well, let's start with the packaging. Uh, I, I guess I would be the only one yeah. to experience the packaging because this was pretty cool. Um, and I, I know Corey kind of, I wouldn't say shits on CD Projekt Red, but makes fun of them for being the good guy developer. Mm. Yeah. but uh, That's their shtick. They struck again with the packaging <laughs> yeah. of the physical copies. Because, I know where you're going with this. Man, they, they included a, a nice big map of, mm. of the land, uh, the soundtrack, and a thank you note to the to the fans and gamers that bought it, which I thought was awesome. Yeah. In a, in a world where Batman can run you up to a hundred dollars and you won't get certain things if you don't buy it in certain places. Yeah. Um, it's refreshing, even yeah. though you know, like they play, they do play up the good guy thing a lot, right. but they are the good guys. Right. I mean, so. Right. I, I, one of the points I wanted to make during talking about this episode is it's the first triple A in years with no microtransactions. Yeah. There was no weird, like you talked about retail or system specific pre-order bonuses. Uh, there was there any pre-order bonuses. I think there was just the day one DLC, which were, were free DLC packs. I don't, I don't think know. there was any pre-order bonuses. I, I know. I, I don't of. think I got any for pre-ordering it. Cause I pre-ordered at Best Buy and I didn't get anything. Right. Nothing extra. I'm, I'm pretty sure I didn't. There was the day one DLC, which was the Tamarian armor set and, uh, like extra hairstyles yeah. and beard styles for, for Geralt. Haven't but they that announced was for more? Everybody. They've announced more free stuff too. Yes. They? The next one is, uh, uh, an outfit for Yennefer. Uh, or a different a different look for Yennefer, and the other one is I'm drawing a blank, but they no haven't announced it. No outfit for Yennefer. Ooh. No outfit for Yennefer. I we, think that's included in game already, Corey. That's included. Oh, right. okay. <laughs> Pretty early uh, on, but that's supposed <laughs> to come. That's supposed to come out this this week at some point, or was nice. supposed to come out. I think it already came out actually. Oh, did it? I think I'll so. Check when I go home. Yeah, because uh, you know, it, I guess it downloads automatically. But also, no shitty, unnecessary online modes. You know, yep. Um, st- all stuff we've been complaining about for years. Uh, this is AAA title, a huge game, uh, well received game, and a game that sold millions of copies that doesn't have any of the bullshit in it. You know, mm-hmm. I think that's it's a, not that's the only thing. AAA that doesn't have microtransactions, though. No, but a lot of them do. Yeah, you know, you said it was the first in years to. I don't know. I didn't want anybody to get caught up on that point. Yeah. I knew what you meant. I just yeah. wanted yeah. to yeah. clarify. Well, Corey, I, w- I wanted to hear what you thought about the, all the stuff they included. Do you think they're just being... No, it's, uh, again, it's, like you said, it's the good guy shtick. Video games used to do that Yeah. back in the back in the day. I mean, I can remember getting Morrowind with a big old map and, yeah. and all that stuff to come with it. And, I mean, thank you note is just zero cost to them. But Right. That was a nice touch, I felt like. And granted, I can't remember the last time I bought a hard copy of a computer game, so yeah. I wouldn't know what they do anymore. Sure. Yeah. Well, it was it was refreshing change from the usual open up the like a Destiny game and see oh our deal, uh, buy our DLC pack for twenty five dollars. Well, why don't you go fuck yourself? <laughs> right. I'll buy it in nine months when I repurchase your game the second time. Yeah. Because I'm an idiot. <laughs> but anyway, that's for another story. <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, refreshing start. Yeah, I mean, we and we kind of talked about our first impressions last week. Drunkenly, we talked about our first impressions. <laughs> we stumbled um, through them. We stumbled through them, Dan. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, have you? I know your first impressions are your, your impressions now of the game are different than they were originally. Yeah, Let's, I was. How uh, did you transition from you know being like lukewarm on it into into like really liking it? I yeah. guess. Yeah, I love it. Um, I'm gonna have a hard hard time picking my game of the year this year because okay. I already have two really strong candidates. Right. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe early on, I guess it took some getting used to the the combat and stuff, and I still don't love the combat. Yeah. And the controls suck. That, that's I don't see how anybody could argue that the controls mm-hmm. are shitty, especially the horse is a yeah. pain in the fucking ass. I don't, I, don't, I don't like the horse combat. I can't I can't get the hang of it. Why? I don't mind riding the horse, but but trying to fight anybody on it, I, I just can't do it. I don't like riding the horse either. Um, yeah, the, the horse combat is just don't even bother. Yeah, I, ju- I jump off. Yeah, <laughs> and, and if somebody comes at me with a horse, I just use the uh, igni sign. Okay, that way they get off it. Actually, yeah. they get bucked off it onto the ground. You can kill them in one hit. Yep. So that works nicely. Um, well, we're on the topic of controls. Dan, are you playing with a controller? Yeah. Okay. On PC, I, I did try. I did try briefly with the PC controls. I've heard that's better. It is better controller. But I had already played it for like twenty hours with the controller. Yeah. So it, and it's easier. It's more convenient for me because I mostly play like upstairs on mm-hmm. my tablet. Which you know I have right in my face. But oh, you've been playing on the tablet. Yeah, wow, a little bit. Um, you know, I, I have the the shield controller with it, and it's just it's just easier to do that way than with the keyboard and mouse because the mouse yeah. especially is a Bluetooth mouse, and it doesn't it doesn't read the mouse movement as well as the the controller movement for like you know aiming and stuff. So it's just easier okay. to use the controller. Yeah. So yeah. so anyway, the I think the controls and. And the combat kind of threw me off at first, and I kind of had a sour impression of The Witcher going in anyway, because I didn't really care for the second one. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, getting through the tutorial and all of that bullshit. Yep. Um, and there's a lot of content in that first area. and In White Orchard. In, yeah, in White Orchard. But I feel like the game is just so much better once you get into the second yeah. area. Yeah. Um, and a couple of the quests really just drew me into it. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. So I think that's the biggest thing is just the 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 quest. When I play open world games like this, I never really give a shit about the quest. I just try to play it. Yeah. I don't I don't necessarily always pay attention and I don't love a lot of dialogue. And I still would say I don't love a lot of dialogue and I'll I'll skip here and there at times unless I think it's really important. Um but I have paid more attention to the story and the characters in this game than probably any other game I've played. Yeah. So that says something. That does say something. I mean, me and Corey kind of talked about this during, when we did our Witcher recap episode, but uh, part of the strength of the Witcher series was the decision-making, like, and you not having any idea how everything's going to turn out. Yes. Well, which is awesome. And I'm inter- interested to see later on in our hangover some things that you chose. Yeah. Should be fun. Hopefully, we didn't yeah. choose the exact same thing. I hope we didn't. We might have, but we, we, we don't know. <laughs> um, and I think another thing that we should talk about too that Corey pointed out. I think it was last week. Um, surprising that he pointed out with how drunk he was, but that The Witcher already has that backstory yep. built into it, and it's a character that already has a personality and all of that stuff. Whereas a game like Skyrim or Dragon Age is like a blank slate, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like a, a soulless thing. Yeah. Where the Witcher's completely the opposite. Yeah. And I think that really I'm, that really adds something to it. Yep. 
I'm really glad I remembered to bring that up. <laughs> yeah, because I was thinking about point. that point all week, and I'm like, I haven't heard anybody <laughs> who's you know big talking about video games say this yet. And I think it's really important, so I'm, mm-hmm. I'm really glad I remember to say it. No, I think I think you're right on with that. Yeah, dead on. Yeah, and it really adds something to the game. Yeah, and uh, you know we talk about we talk about doing side stuff a lot. I, I'm a big fan of doing side stuff. Uh, you know, I was fine with it in in Dragon Age, but in in The Witcher Three, it's it's just so much better done than any other game I think I've ever played. It's like a flat iron steak versus a filet mignon. Yeah, exactly. It's a little meatier. Mm-hmm. It's a little more tender. A little well, more flavorful. Every like every side quest you can possibly do in the game has a little bit of backstory that you yeah. pick up through you know working out like a even a a simple Witcher contract to just kill a monster in the woods. Like there there was people that were involved and people mm-hmm. that whose whose children were killed by this monster yeah. or people whose loved ones were killed in the, with by the monster. And you you kind of feel responsible for for killing it, being Geralt the Witcher, and that's uh-huh. that's what he's supposed to do. And like I don't know, it, it's just. So there's well humanity done. behind there's it. There's human exactly, exactly, and and even like if 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 there's a a so-called fetch quest, um, which that doesn't really seem to have any of those, but um, they're they're very well disguised with with good writing, mm-hmm. um, meaningful meaningful side quests is is something that, humor that should be done. Humor, yeah. And the way that some of the quests tie in with each other is just fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't. I can't I, I can't wait until we can actually talk about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're we're trying not to spoil anything yeah. for people who haven't necessarily or haven't played it yet. But no, you're right, Dan. Um, I think that just the characters and the, the the storytelling and the writing is so good. Yeah, and the side quests that even though there's a shit ton of them, I don't even think I feel overwhelmed with all of it because yeah. even though when you open your map up and there's question marks all over the fucking place, and yeah. I haven't even come close to going to all the notice boards. In uh, the second area, and it's I've just only like... I've only been to like six or seven villages out of maybe twenty. Yeah, in the in the thing, and then there's two cities mm-hmm. in the second area too. It's called it's called Velen. Yeah, uh, there's Oxford, a city, and then there's a, a city that I didn't even realize was there, but it's further up north, which is I think where I am now. Okay, I, I can't even remember the name. I haven't been there yet because I haven't. I just oh. haven't gotten that far. Okay, is that the one with the the like Viking people? No, that's no. it's going to that place. It's that's Skellige. Uh, no, we're just in the we're talking about the second map specifically has two cities in it on top of like I said 20 to 30 maybe small villages and, um, and other places. The Eternal Fire, is that the name of the group? Mhm. They're heavily influenced up in that city. Okay. Do you, what, do you remember what the name of the city was? I don't. Okay. I just I've, went I've there for there. the first time like right before we played and I can't for the life of me remember what it was called. Okay. Yeah. So uh, and then there's a couple like smaller, mid smaller to mid sized towns in there. It's it's enormous. Oh yeah, the the map and and you know usually that type of game like 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 we talked about is 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 meaningless with the the side stuff that you do. But um, like I said, this this game it, it should be the gold standard for for open world games from now on because. Yeah. You know, you talk about a Skyrim game, all the side stuff. Like, really, the fun of that game was exploration. Like, yeah. the side quests were everything was was more or less meaningless. But in this game, like, it all comes together. Yeah, nice, you, you want to you want to do all of the side quests because yeah. they're all so cool and the stories are so neat. And yeah, the characters are neat and different. Um, yeah. Did you meet the Peller? I met the Peller. Yep. What a cool character. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's ton. There, it's filled with cool characters. I know that whole that the whole game is filled it's with this cool fucking characters. weird like. 
witch doctor dude with chicken feet around his neck, and yep. he's just got a lot of personality. His to best him. friend is a goat. Yeah. <laughs> a name princess. Like that. Name princess. Yeah. yeah. Like it, it's just so cool to to find that people familiar. like that. What? That what you just described the guy with his friends or yeah his best friend is a goat named princess it might be a reference to something returning they, they, character maybe uh i mean he wasn't in the witcher 2 i don't remember the witcher 3 uh, witcher 1 witcher 1 yeah witcher maybe one. not then i don't know okay but so yeah. yeah i guess that that would be my okay initial thought Corey, what are your thoughts how, how many hours are um, we should say how many hours we are at, 21 and a half okay i'm about 24 i think what level 11 i am just over 11 i hit okay. 11 right before we, i came over okay me and you are kind of in the same spot i yeah. think i'm a little bit behind you story main story i think i'm a little further than you yeah yeah but i spent a lot of time <laughs> trying not to do side stuff but doing yeah. side stuff see i've done a nice mix of both um i did everything in white orchard mm-hmm. and then I, w- I think i did everything i went to all the question marks at least yeah um and then i went on to Velen, and got wrapped up in, in the Bloody Baron quest, and I haven't gone to any question marks out of my way. Okay. If I've come across them, I'll go to them, mm-hmm. but I'm trying not to get too sidetracked with that, um, yeah. because I do, I want to knock out the uh, the side quests while I'm at an inappropriate level, so right. I'm not too overpowered for them, you know, so it's still fun and, and challenging and yeah. battles and stuff like that. And at the same time, doing the Witcher contracts to, to right. hunt monsters, so I'm trying not to stray too far from the quests that are actually in my quest yeah, log. Yeah, you don't want to over-level yourself right. and have an easy time. Exactly. Okay. Corey, how, how far along are you? Uh, just uh, six, six and a half hours, maybe. Okay. Uh, I have a couple questions, though. Do do Does the main quest line scale with your level? I don't know. I don't it, think so. It, it doesn't have a level thing next to it. Like It does. Al- does it? See, yeah, main quest. Well, not the very main quest right because because it kind of branches off into places and those have levels yeah like the one i'm doing right now is a level 10 okay and then there's there's the main quest main main quest that doesn't have a level right there's a part of that that's below it that's level 10 and then another branch off of that that's level 16 okay so kind of has levels but also kind of not really so i would say that's 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 levels you know okay because I was reading earlier, Eric, that it's uh, one of the tips was don't ignore quests or save them for later. Because yeah. by doing the main story, it can cancel them out. But I, I, that's why I asked if the, the main quest line had a you know level what? attached to it. It's funny you say that because my side quests seemed to get a lot smaller after I leveled up a couple times. And I was wondering if it, if it canceled them out. So yeah, that's I, I probably think what happened. it may have done so. I had heard people that had played more of the game, too, saying that a lot of the stuff you do in the game, if you come back later, you'll see the effects of your decisions on the populace. Oh, really? Yeah, so that'll be interesting to see how that yeah, happens. Well. But go ahead, Corey. My, my initial thoughts, thoughts and, and again, I've only played the six hours, just pretty much gotten out of the prologue area. I think I did maybe about one hour uh, outside of the prologue area towards uh, Vizima. Yeah, did you like... After the Vizima stuff. The, the Vizima stuff, once... The game for me up to that point was just like a really good game. It yeah. didn't really go to that next level yet, but you know, from what you guys say and from what everything else I've heard says, it's like it gets even better. Oh yeah, because oh, yeah. uh, at that in that little prologue area, it's just I sort of got glimpses of the Witcher game that I love, and it didn't really come together as that 
type of game that I really loved. It felt more like your Dragon Age or, you know, your Skyrim where just this kind of... There were some really interesting quests, like the Devil in the Well quest I had yeah, a good time with. That was a cool one. Uh, the one where you have to help the guy find his brother, soldier. Yeah. Yep. And uh, he's in the shed with that other dude. Yep. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. That, that was really cool. Um, and we, I guess we're going to talk about our choices for that at the end of this episode. And I'm interested to hear how that turned out for you guys. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, it, it didn't really feel like the Witcher game that we described Dan in our series recap, you know, it it felt a little bit like it was missing some of that soul. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's one instance that really got to me and I don't know if this is just a sign of the times or whatever, but when you're leaving, that's kind of spoilery. I guess I'll talk about it later, but, uh, Geralt reacts in a way to one of the characters that I was like, this isn't the Geralt that I know and love. Uh, and I'll talk about it later, but he, he, he reacts in a way that like, I, I never pictured Geralt would react. He was too quick to help somebody. And I never really, I never really took him as that. I always thought of him as this, like, uh, what's the word? Reluctant angel, you know, right. He would help people if he, you know, really could, if he really wanted to, but you know, there's always the expectation of a reward kind of thing. I don't know, but he was just very quick to be like helpful. And I don't know. It kind of bothered me a little bit. Yeah. I can describe it better later on. I think I know um, what you're talking about. I don't. I have the worst fucking memory of all time. <laughs> and it, it was just a little teeny tiny thing, but and it, and it wasn't even what he said and what he did. It was the way they made him look when he did it. Mm-hmm. Like, super concerned. And I was like, that's not the Geralt I know. Right. Um, but, you know, the eh, game has to evolve a little bit. And, and speaking of that, uh, I spent a little time on the forums this afternoon. And in, in the way people talk about the game it sort of made me realize how few people actually played the first couple games and how, like, this is the first Witcher experience? Yeah, the first Witcher. It's basically, you know, the world's Witcher Fallout 3 for the world. Yeah. The Witcher that everybody will will have played and will talk about and stuff. Um, And that's just interesting to me because those are two games that I really loved and and compare this one to it. And you don't see too many of those comparisons in these forums. They're just talking about this game as if it were a standalone game. And people would complain about things. And I'm like, well, well, no, that's that's how that's what The Witcher is, you know. Um, But not everybody sees it that way. So maybe my expectations are really, really high. Um, But, you know, it sounds like they're going to be met eventually. And I'm not saying I disliked it. I just... It wasn't. I'm I'm kind of with you, Corey. No, I agree. Honestly, too. the White Orchard area I thought was was it was good, not great. Um, but as soon as you start getting into the to the meat of the story after you get out of White Orchard, and Velen I thought was awesome. Oh, fucking amazing! Um, I, I mean, like really, you're walking on your horse into the town, and there's people swinging from a tree. Like that really set the tone right away. And I didn't really mm. get that as much in White Orchard. I know there was a little bit about a, a little bit of that, but. Uh, yeah, r- once you get into the, s- the storylines in, in Velen, it, it it sucks you right in, right by the balls. Yeah, so. and and that's, you know, what I'm expecting. So yeah. I don't think I'll be be let down from that point. But it, And that kind of sucks because that's my only experience with the game so far, and this is our episode on it. I know we'll talk about it a lot in the coming weeks. But oh, yeah. We should do – we'll do a Revisited yeah. later on. Yeah. Not we like there's anything else coming out. I was going to say, yeah, th- <laughs> I'm, I'm glad nothing else is coming yeah. out this summer because it may take me all summer to beat this oh, game. Absolutely. So, 
I fully intend on putting, I don't know if 200 hours is going to do it, but I'm going to, I'm going to play it like I would play an RPG back in the day, you know, I'm right. gonna do the vast majority of the side stuff and exploring if I can. Is there, speaking of exploration, are there things to discover beyond what's shown in the points of interest? I don't know yet. I don't know. Because that's another thing that kind of bothered me. Yeah. You don't like that it shows you all the discoverable stuff? No, because part of what I loved in the the pre- previous games is you're rewarded just by going out and exploring, not like yeah. picking a waypoint and going to it. Yeah. And that sort of took a little bit away away from me. And I don't know if that's something they'll change. It sounds like they, they don't. Maybe you can find like treasure. I don't know. I guess monsters would be the only thing to discover, right? Yeah. Beyond what's shown in the points of interest. You know who else said that? Uh, Eric Kane uh, from Forbes Games said kind of the same same type of things. Speaking my language. I mean, I disagreed with him on that point, but he he yeah. he, he, he he liked The Witcher two so far more than The Witcher three. Um, and he, he that was one of the points that he made. He said he thought that The Witcher two felt more purposeful with the with the the areas created. It was you know everything was was had a purpose in in the game world um ah. which i thought was an interesting point i mean i don't think you could do that necessarily in an open world game with with a landmass as big as the witcher 3 but i saw his point anyway yeah definitely and i think you're right too you know it'd be something that would be very hard to do in an open world game and i'd be very impressed if they could pull that off especially in an open world game as big as the witcher 3 it's freaking enormous freaking enormous <laughs> no kidding so <laughs> White Orchard could be its own little game. Hey, you're just fucking getting into it, too. Yeah. Just scratching, scratching the it's, surface. It's funny, because I was listening to another podcast talking about it, and they were saying how once you get into the second area, like your screen is just full of question marks. Yeah. And I didn't really see that until I got into a couple other little villages and started Looking taking around things the off the notice, board, notice boards and stuff. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it was just packed. Yeah. I was like, holy shit. Yeah, like, I see why there's 200 hours in this game. Yeah. Oh yeah, easily. But uh, just continuing on, enough a few things that kind of bothered me about the game are are the quests themselves. Yes, they sort of maintained their their spirit. Um, and like we were talking, Dan, about the humanity, they they that's still there. But uh, I felt like in the other one, and granted, you know, my six hour disclaimer, um, in the other one, it there was a little bit more discovery on your own. Um, like in this one, you're constantly using the Witcher sense to find things and, and gathering all your clues. And then at the end of it, making decision, um, where in the other one, like there could be a clue here or a clear clue there that never called attention to itself. You'd read it on your own. It may or may not open up a dialogue option when you're making your quest decisions or whatever. But if you took the time to, to do that little dirty work on your own and, and find a hint uh, about something, then you would be rewarded by by seeing that dialogue option yeah. and picking up on it and and choosing it. Yeah. And I didn't I didn't see any of that in this yet. Right. Um every everything sort of, you know, if you're doing the quest um and you're you're taking the time to find the whatever with your Witcher sense, um you're going to find everything. Yeah. I th- and I I sorry, agree with you, Corey. I don't love the Witcher sense thing either, but at the same time, with as much shit as there is to do in that game, and as much time as it's going to take me, I do kind of appreciate them being like, hey, you might want to go this way so you're not spending another 45 fucking minutes. Oh, sure, and I, I definitely think they should do that for, for quests. It's just yeah. the, the extra stuff. Um, I'm trying to think of a good example of a quest I did. 
Like maybe like in the Devil in the Well thing, like well, that would get into spoilers. But maybe there's a something that you would you could discover about that and in, in that whole situation that wasn't apparent through the Witcher sense, and you just kind of found it on your own mm-hmm. somehow, um, mm-hmm. and you could apply that knowledge to the quest. Sure, that's what the the first two games did. Just for them and, to be a little more selective of where they use the Witcher sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like it, yes, definitely it can guide you through the main part of it and you know, if you're just somebody who beelines through quests or whatever, you can do that with your Witcher sense or whatever. But uh for those that like to investigate a little bit more on their own and not be guided through the quest, um, like me, and which is one of the things I loved about the first two games, you know, it'd be just nice to have a few more of those hidden sure. things. Um those are like my two biggest thing my two biggest problems with the game right now. Um, I do like, I guess, I don't want to get too far ahead of you, Dan. No, go ahead. Um, a couple things I really liked was how they auto-select between the steel and silver sword. Yeah. Depending yeah. on who you're that fighting. That was a pain from the second game. Oh, I and can't I could imagine never remember. to do that. Yeah. In the second game, I could never remember which, which was which. hotkey was which sword, so yeah. I'd like pull out the wrong one throughout the entire game. Yeah. Just a little thing, but it re- it's and really And you'd hit the enemy a few times, not do any damage to it. <laughs> And then you'd yeah. have to jump. You'd have to jump back and change your swords. It was a pain. Yeah, a little, little bit of trial and error. And, and if I know the controls, it probably wasn't super responsive to put your sword away and pull the other one out. Uh, no sir, no. Yeah, I mean, I played it on a been, controller. It, it might have okay. been better. It might have been quicker in two, but the controls weren't great. I mean, both of them are PC games, and and two was just ported. Yeah, yeah. So same situation, really. Yeah. Uh, the bestiary. I like that. Oh, it's yeah. great. It's super helpful. Nice There's actually got some feedback about that. Oh, okay. We won't talk about it too much. But, you, you know, if you're going up a monster, going up against a monster, you can just pop open your bestiary and, and see what'll help you. Yeah, see what'll help Find you do it. Find weaknesses. Yeah, because for the for Witcher 2, like, I was at that, you know, at the by the time the end of the game came along, I was crushing everything pretty easily so i i got out of the habit of looking for the enemy weaknesses and then transitioning into the witcher 3 like there's a couple times i got my butt whipped i would go back at it and i'd be like duh just need to go on the bestiary see what it's weak against and, <laughs> and take care of business yep and it's it's the- good to it, it makes it more useful for you to go around and look for books and things of that nature like mm-hmm. sitting on shelves because you'll find stuff that will add to your bestiary. Yep. So I just found a book about vampires in the, the city that I'm at, added uh, a Master Vampires or something like that to my bestiary, so I know that when I come across one, I can just switch over and see what I need to beat it. Yep. So it's it, it makes all that useful, too. Yeah. There's a lot of Otherwise, quests and stuff you can get, too, from, from books that you find and yeah. treasure maps. Go ahead, Corey. Otherwise, I think, Eric, you have to... You have to kill the monster to get a bestiary. You do right? not just fight it; you have to beat it. Yeah, yep. Which could be frustrating if it's your first time and you don't know how. Yeah, uh, the witch hag, or I'm sorry, water hag, for instance, was a, was a bastard for me. So, mm-hmm. and you know, when I finally got it in my my bestiary, then I could go and see. Oh, next time I'm gonna fuck you up. <laughs> She's the one that throws mud at you, right? Yeah, yeah that kind of blinds you and. And uh, freezes and, you for like three seconds. And or something she has like that. a little teleport, so she'll blind you and then pop up behind you and smack you around a little bit. Yeah. Next thing you know, you're almost dead. Yep. Oh, that's what I wanted to talk about. Remember how we talked about the the golem and how much trouble I had with it? Mm-hmm. 
Well, part of that was I had used up all my healing supplies. So at that point, I had no way to heal myself. Okay. Well, I didn't realize the swallow potion. That's all I've been using for yeah, healing. I, I didn't even know that existed. Okay. So I'm like, I'm like racking my brain. I'm like looking through my all my recipes and my inventory. I'm like, how can I heal myself during this fight? Because I'm not going to beat him without getting hit. If I'm being honest, Finally. Dan, I only came across that out of my own stupidity. Mm-hmm. Or I, I guess a lock is, is a better way to put it because I finally ran out of like water and bread yep. and whatever else I was using to heal myself. And I just was looking through and I was like, well, I'm going to try all these potions and just see what they do. So I equipped that one and I use it. I was like, oh shit, here's my healing potion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so that, that's why I had such a hard time with the golem. I tried them like three or four times yeah. without that, just not being able to heal. Okay. Uh, and then I, I was like, like the golem was easy. Uh, see, I kept getting hit by his charging attack, and I just couldn't couldn't get out of the way. I kept using the Yerden trap thing, which would slow him down considerably. But like, he kept getting messed up by the by Kira. Yeah, that's what I did. She kept I used him her off. a lot, so I would stay back. Okay, and let her do her work. And then when he like started go to going towards her, hit I'd just go up and hit him gotcha. a couple times and back off. Oh, see, I'm too aggressive. Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't doing that. I Brute force stopped yeah. being. Too aggressive after the drowners you kill me a few you times. You got to be careful. Yeah, you really do. Especially because I, I, you know, I don't have as much experience with the game yeah. as you guys do. So I, you know, I had to get used to the combat. Yeah, yeah. You definitely you got to pace yourself and, and yeah. set, set up your defenses. And, and I did that in the second game. I just and speaking of the potions the and things that we really like, um, the way that it auto fills your potions. And you don't have to keep making them, and the, and the alchemy set mm-hmm. is genius because yeah. that would be such a pain in the balls. Yeah. So like, if I have my three swallow potions and I use two of them in a fight, instead of having to go back in and create two more to fill up my slot and the alchemy set, you can just meditate for an hour, and as long as you have alcohol, which uh-huh. it's pretty plentiful in, yeah. in the area, you loot it from yeah, a lot of things all over the place. Um, as long as you have alcohol, it will replenish. All of your potions mm-hmm. and bombs and bombs and anything like that. Mm-hmm. Do you know how it prioritizes though? Like, if you only have enough alcohol to make a few potions and bombs, like how no. does it pick which ones it makes for? Maybe ones you have equipped that they would think are more important. See, I was under the impression that maybe if you had one alcohol, it replenished everything. Mm. Oh, it could be. It could be. I didn't think about that. I didn't because that, that way it, never... it takes out the need to, you know, have a prioritization. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, that could definitely be. But I think that, that's a great thing that they did. Yeah, you know. Yeah, the alchemy system it. as a whole is is really cleaned up. Yeah. So I've, after time. I had the after I had trouble, I just started. I brew, brew everything as soon as I can and oh, just yeah. keep it in my inventory. Yep. Because they're all useful to some extent. All the all the. Are you guys still discovering across. new recipes and stuff oh, yeah. like that? Corey, okay. I must have picked up ten of them in the hour I played before I came over here. Not nice. just not just alchemy stuff, but uh, diagrams for crafting Smithing. equipment and stuff. Yeah, yep. there's so many different items. I think I discovered probably five new swords, five new chest pieces, a couple pairs of boots in that hour. Yeah, that I played. So I like that. And yeah. you know what? They were all in one castle, for the most part. I just nice. came across this castle, and I, <laughs> I went in there, and every fucking thing I looted in there had something awesome in it. And there were a ton of things to loot, uh-huh. and I found a, a Witcher quest in there, too. Oh, nice. But I'm not high enough level yet. Okay. I knew there had to be something going on in there. 
other than just things to loot, I was like, I had just a bad feeling that I was going to get to a place in this castle, and I was going to get my ass kicked, which is probably the case, so I'm going to go back later. Uh-huh. But I don't remember the name of it or really where it was, but if you find a little castle on a hill just sitting there, nice. go in there. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I found one in White Orchard. Well, it was Ruins. It was one of the quests, the the Viper, uh, whatchamacallit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know if you remember That's that. That's the Witcher yep. weapons, right? Yep. Yeah. I had that set for a while. Yeah. Actually, I think I just replaced my silver sword from the Witcher set today. So. Yeah, I still have the same silver sword. I have the original silver sword. Oh, you do? Yeah. I was so excited when I finally was able to smith the uh, the Witcher sword set. The Viper set. The first time I was like, sweet, I finally got some nice swords going on here. It's nice because you really do notice a difference. Yeah, when you upgrade mm-hmm. weapons. Upgrade weapons. Yeah, yeah. I found a relic sword. I, I killed some cannibals, and uh, they had had a treasure buried, and it was it was a really good relic sword that nice. I think I'm gonna have for a little while anyway. Sweet. Um, but yeah, tons of weapons, tons of tons of different items, uh, alchemy components. There's you'll be swimming in items. Before, oh my god! Before yes. you realize it. Um. Somebody I was talking to was having trouble managing their inventory. Yeah. Um, and, like, weight issues with how much you're carrying. One thing that I did to combat that was upgrade to saddlebags saddle on bags. your horse. Yep. That's a big thing. And I just sell things. Like, yeah. I don't keep it. I know, like, there's a tendency to hang on to it and be like, oh, you know, maybe I'll use this at some point, but you're not going to fucking use it. Right. Just get rid of it. If one sword's better than the other one, get rid of the other one. Or Or dismantle it. Break it down into components. Yeah, Yeah. go to a smith and they'll break it down into components and you can can look at it and see what it'll break down to before you do it. So you can say, well, is this something useful or is it more useful to get the 30 coins out of it? Right, right. Yeah, so just, just sell your shit. Don't worry about it. Unless it says it's a quest item. Yeah. I had one time where I where I hit the the weight limit, but I had been wandering around killing things and looting things for probably two hours, and I had just had an inventory full of weapons mostly. And once I sold those, I went down to half of what I, you know, half of the maximum I could carry. And you can keep upgrading your saddlebags. Like I I, I can go up to 130 weight now. Uh, which so is when you get useful. the first saddlebag, you can upgrade that, or you need yeah. to buy a new one. I bought and bought a new okay. saddlebag. From a merchant someplace. Cool. I don't remember, but yeah, now my my weight limit's 130 as opposed to 90. I think it was before. Yeah, yeah, I think mine's 90. Um, it's cool to look and see like what you need for certain alchemy potions and stuff like that too. Yeah. Because when you finally find it at some random ass merchant or mm-hmm. something, it's a good feeling. Yeah, you know, it's like I've been looking for you forever, you bastard. Buy it, <laughs> some make your stupid potion. flower or something like that. You know, or make your oil for your for your blade. Yeah. So that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's any other things that I like, like small things that the game does. But nothing Weather. really jump. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, visually. Um, I Actually, I did crash on me once. Okay. I was going in up to the Bloody Baron. Yeah, what's that town? Uh, Crow's Perch? Yeah, Crow's Perch. Um, I was going into that little village, and... Um, I went around a corner, and the game had been stuttering, and then all of a sudden I noticed that there was no ground below me. Uh-huh. And I was like, ah, whatever. But then it crashed. Okay. Um, but I didn't lose anything, thank goodness, because a friend of mine who's playing on Xbox One, I'm playing on PS4, but a friend of mine who's playing on Xbox One died, went to reload the latest save, 
and it just kept loading and loading and loading, and like 20 minutes went by. So he unplugged it, and he lost four hours. Oh, Ugh. no. Yeah, yeah see, I, I, I've gotten the the freeze on the loading screen twice now. Uh, but it's only when I play through Steam in-home streaming. I don't know if it has something to do with that. But whenever I play on my tablet or, obviously, on this computer, it, it doesn't happen. So Does this game autosave at any point? Yes. Because yeah. I don't think I've ever died and been you know saved by an autosave it's always gone back to like oh my god yeah it, i think it autosaves like after you complete a mission or something like that it's it doesn't autosave very much i it should autosave when you meditate I do too what's that it should autosave when you meditate yeah i don't i would me- agree i don't i agree but i don't i don't meditate that much either that i think that i can think of i meditate fairly frequently i should more i mostly wander around with like half health <laughs> If that, that's me. And then I get angry because I die. Yeah, because I die. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Damn it, I should have saved. Yeah. Or should have meditated. I, I save constantly, so I'm not too overly worried about it. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, having to save that much does take you out of it a little bit, I guess. Yeah. And you are in your in your map a lot, I feel. Mm-hmm. At least I am. I'm in my map, my quest map, quest log, inventory quite a bit, yeah. which can be annoying at times, but yeah. it's all right. Mm-hmm. You know. I don't see any way around that. Yeah. Um, thus far, I don't have any complaints about The Witcher. The controls don't bother you at all? Uh, the looting is the primary thing that bugs me. Like, fighting, I, it's it's fine. I it, wouldn't even say the fighting is that bad. Yeah, it's, it's just the normal controls. Like, when you try to move, it's so fucking slow, and it feels <laughs> like he's in in quicksand for, like, yeah. a second. Yeah, I, uh, it, it's, it's mostly like, like I said, with the looting that, that I have the issues. I haven't, I haven't really noticed, but I'm also coming from The Witcher 2. You know, it's, it's, it's a step up from The Witcher 2, so I don't know if that has something oh, to do with it. God, too. that's embarrassing. <laughs> for as good as that game is and what they've created for the controls to be so fucking bad is, I, I just, how? Yeah. When they played that, how were they like, all right, this is good enough? Yeah. I just, that's, it's funny, Dan, because I'm kind of in the same boat as you, and that's sort of what I was talking about, like, bad controls. It's like, I've been playing bad controls since The Witcher 1, you know? Well, it's played... one of the reasons I quit the second one, is I didn't like the combat and the controls. Yeah. Yeah. I've been playing 70 hours of bad controls, you know? This is this is an upgrade. Yeah. Yeah, just like I said, the looting really bugs me, because you have to, like, wander around and yeah. get, it, get it perfectly. I think it's gotten better, because it, they uh, when I first started, I really noticed it. Um, but they, they've patched it, like, three times since it came out. Yeah, um, I got a patch yesterday on yeah, PS4. Yeah, and it, it's it's definitely gotten better, I think, than, than when it first came out. Graphically, too. Uh, I was having, not graphical issues, but it, it didn't run that great the first few nights that it came out. I really could only play it, like, Monday night and Tuesday night. And then Wednesday night, like, I did po- you know podcast prep. I was setting up the stuff down here for the stream. So I didn't even get to play it again until the they put the graphical patches out and it made it run so much better. Um, what are you running it at? Mostly high, a couple ultra. Hair works off. Yeah, I hear that's a big one. <laughs> yeah, it looks really cool because I did have it on for a while, but it, it's a performance hog, especially if you have everyone with the hair works on. Uh, <laughs> and I've heard like it, it, it does well for people, but it's better on the monsters. You, they mm. re- you really see their hair like react to everything it's kind of cool actually i've got just about everything on low oh yeah your your graphics cards up there but the thing is is uh it still looks really good it does it absolutely looks great even on 
because uh, the the first couple nights I ran I ran it on medium, um, yeah, because it, it didn't didn't run that great. But once the patch came out, it ran way better. And I have uh, a pretty consistently good frame rate at yeah. low. Yeah. But um, when, I, I originally first played with everything turned up, uh-huh. and then I turned everything down to low, and it didn't look that much worse. No. It's uh, not, I guess it's, it's not just super in the, noticeable. in the detail. Yeah. I guess people have been complaining about frame rate on PS4 and stuff like that, but I'm a bad person to ask about that because right. I rarely even notice it. Yeah. Um, it doesn't really bother me. Yeah. Um, but there have been complaints about it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but like Corey said, the the lighting effects and the weather effects are so good. Yeah, they absolutely so are so good. How do you like the uh, boat sailing in boats? It's fun. It's pretty cool. <laughs> it is very fun. Yeah, uh, I haven't done that. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, shortly. Yeah, no, you'll no. get to see, you'll get your first taste of it in in Velen. It's not. I mean, it's not a huge no. thing. It's just kind of fun. It's not Assassin's Creed. 4, no, but. No, no, no. It's neat to sail around and have have another mode of exploration. Yep, it's awesome. more like Wind Waker than it is Assassin's Creed. Yeah, <laughs> you, you yeah. just sail. There's no. There's not even any combat naval, naval combat that I, that I've gotten to yet. Who knows later on? But yeah, that's all I want to say about it. Uh, I absolutely love it. I could see it cracking my top five. I could see that. Um, definitely. I, we'll I mean, see. if it, if it continues on, like, like I'm assuming it does everything I hear, uh, says it'll continue on along the same, same kind of path that it is now. My, easily crack my, my top, top 10 list is, is a, like a point where I have to kind of look for similar games yeah. to kick off games. Yep. So this one could take could over Skyrim. Off. Okay. I you can know? see that. Just bringing more to the table, really. Yeah, it's it's more uh, more meaningful from a story and character perspective, oh which is something that's more important to me. You know, the Bloody Baron quest is one of the best things I think I've ever played in a video game. Yeah, I totally agree with that. It's fucking so good. It is so good. It just pulled me in and just grabbed me by the balls. Yep. And I was just like, "Holy shit!" Yeah. I've never played anything like this in a video game before. Yep. You know. Yep. Uh, we'll be talking about that during our hangover episode. Yes, we'll, we will. We'll get into details on that. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, Corey. I just have a couple closing notes. Yeah, let's, let's hear it. Just a couple things I read. Uh, apparently, they're going to support The Witcher Three over the next two years before they start working on Cyberpunk. Okay, which is the next game. Mm-hmm. They said you which, won't uh, hear anything about that for till twenty seventeen. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, which, it's really good. And and to me, it it sort of this game is set up for that. You know, a two year lifespan. They've got the modding in there. It's a giant open world. A uh, lot of good opportunities for videos and, and all that kind of stuff. It's like Skyrim. Cause I really think Skyrim is a unique case because that game, people are still playing that game yeah. like a lot. Yep. Um, and that game came out three, four years ago, almost four years ago, three and a half anyway. Yeah. Um, so that's good. And I also heard, and this is important, that it debuted at number one in Japan. Wow. <laughs> yeah. The PS4 version. Nice. For the week that it came out which is impressive yeah i don't even i don't even know if skyrim did that when it came out i probably not i have a buddy of mine sebastian was on our podcast wasn't he yeah do you know which episode he was on something about ps3 it was early on yeah it was catching up on. with the ps3 or something like that yeah. uh he's polish mm-hmm. i don't know if he's from poland i think he is 
Uh, but anyway, he speaks Polish. He's playing it in Polish. Oh, nice. With American subtitles, or English subtitles. That's awesome. Yeah, so he's, like, seeing the difference. He said it's actually a little dirtier in Polish. I bet. Yeah. I bet it's softened for um, yeah. s- for sensitive American It is a very adult game. Uh, aside from just the sex and stuff like that, the language yeah. and the, the themes of the quests yeah. and stuff like that, <laughs> Yeah, I've been pretty surprised at how adult it is. Yeah. Um, don't let your kids play it. No, there's no reason. No. I think I'm going to switch to Polish with English subtitles. That's actually a really good idea. Yeah, he, he's... I mean... It's. I thought it was a pretty cool thing that he's doing that. Yeah, but that's awesome. It is awesome. I never. Yeah, it might be worth that. maybe on a second playthrough. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I don't know. This is uh, this is my Dragon Age for this year. I'm just gonna play through everything once for 200 hours or whatever, and then call it good. Yeah, Dan. I mean, would you? Do you think you play it again? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I. Uh, I'm hoping it can be one of those once a year games. Yeah. Like I think about obviously the the comparisons to Dragon Age. This game's way better than Dragon Age hands oh, yeah. down. Um I I don't think I'll ever go back to Dragon Age th- th- Dragon Age Inquisition. Uh but I could see myself going back to this game. Yeah. Um because because of the the differences in the story like, you know, how, the the Blo- bloody baron quest for example, like yeah just want to see how different choices would yeah. pan out you know like i hope we picked different and, things and that's just that's just an early example like yeah. that sort of stuff is peppered throughout the entire game you yeah know? that's in the first not even quarter no of not the even game. not even close i you know i've as i said i'm tw- 25 hours in and i've barely done any of the story would you rank skyrim better than dragon age inquisition that's tough for me. Well, it's tough for me because I like the thing I like about Dragon Age is the characters. You know, okay. Uh, Skyrim had no characters. Sure. So it it would it would be a toss up. I would probably rank Skyrim higher only because I would happily play Skyrim again. I've played Skyrim. Was it last year a little yeah. bit, or was it early this year? Yeah. With mods and stuff. Um, I, I don't know that I'll ever go back to Dragon Age. What is it that makes people want to keep playing Skyrim? Because there's no story to it, really. Nope. There's no characters. I don't know. I mean, I know it's about exploration and, like, the the environment, but, like, what is it, it that makes people keep playing it? I'm not even sure. Like, Is it just the mods? A mod, I think mods help, but, like, even people... Um, it, it's just a sandbox. It's it's yeah. a it's a best example of a like a, san- a truly sandbox game. You yeah. just do anything you want, whatever you want. So it's interesting. Yeah, I think I think that's the allure of it. I mean, I've always I've I've always preferred the the Fallout to the Skyrim because I prefer the science, yeah. science fictiony type stuff. Right. Um. But yeah, I just think it's it's a sandbox. You just yeah. it's, it's also it's, your it's also like. Sorry, it's all, yeah, and just going off what you're saying about it being a sandbox, it's also like a mix and match kind of thing. Like you make a character from scratch, and then you can pursue different guilds yeah. um, and sort of build a persona around that character, yeah. rather than having you know making like a warrior and being a warrior throughout the game. Yeah. It's like well, I'm going to make this scrub, and uh, he's going to do this at first. Oh, but then he's going to be go become this rogue, and you kind of invent this own narrative in your head about like your character and, yep. and how he or she got from A to B, and that's the fun part of it. And the other yeah. part is uh, this is kind of a little thing but um the way they did the the randomly gener- generated quests mm-hmm. you know it yeah. always feels like even if you've played the game a million times you're gonna see something you haven't seen before yeah yeah fair enough it's true just, it's just a little touch but it's enough to keep that world feel new every time you go to it yeah and and the difference uh off of that with dragon age is um you know when you move to a new area like you get the 
quest line for that area and might discover little things here and there but it's it's more contained and it, it yeah. feels less it feels more contrived than yeah. you know and like as much as i've played skyrim too i feel like i could go in and find a, a quest line that i had never played before you know uh even even as much as i played it uh back you know both the 360 version and the pc version whereas dragon age i did everything in dragon age you know so uh i kind of know how it ends yeah so i don't think that's going to change really so well i wouldn't even know where to if i wanted to play through everything in skyrim i wouldn't even know where to begin like you'd have to look it up oh yeah and start like i don't know just start going down the list of quests to, to go through them yeah and get them all well but, that said witcher 3 is fucking awesome yeah yeah <laughs> you should play it yeah it's not even uh i mean it's it's not even a rent or a wait. Oh my god! It's, no. Just play, just play it. If you like fantasy RP, if you've liked a fantasy RPG at any time in your life, you're gonna like The Witcher. And also, uh, if you didn't like The Witcher two, still play it. Yeah, because I didn't. Right, I quit playing it pretty early on. Yeah, still play The Witcher three. Yep. Um, oh, one thing I wanted to talk about too, Corey, that I noticed when when you were playing because I was I was watching, they a lot of the the big decisions that you make in The Witcher Two, if they don't carry over, there is the opportunity to fill those those parts in. I'm glad you brought that up. I wish it was a little better. Yeah, see, the the way the way it worked in because I I only noticed this because I watched Corey's yeah. game is after you beat the the White Orchard part, you are going to meet the Emperor of Nilfgaard. And uh, a general comes in to to quiz you on stuff that's happened in your past. I didn't get that in my game. In my game, he just harassed me about yeah. what had happened just before you get into Vizima. He he just gave me a little shit about that. Whereas in Corey, he he asked like what you know about Geralt's past events and what what his reaction to them was. And I, being somebody that hasn't played the other two games, yeah, I I looked at like a five minute back history and stuff like that. Yeah, but even having done that, it's doesn't give you much context as no. to what you're choosing. There's no context. So I tried to remember what you guys talked about yeah. as best as I could, and I don't know. I don't know if what I picked is what I actually would have picked, but whatever. Yeah. So, Eric, you had to make all those decisions without knowing anything about them. I knew very little. That seems ridiculous to me. They should have, like, for people who had no save to import and didn't know anything about the game, like, they should have just give them, given them, like, whatever. Yeah. Here, here's a small snippet. A rundown of Here's what happened. Here's what each side was doing. Which side would you pick? Yeah. Something like well, that. Well, even even I wanted that. Um, I'm glad you watched me play that part, Dan, and I did mean to bring that up. I'm glad you did. Because I originally I started playing with my imported save. Uh-huh. But I started thinking about it. I'm like, I don't really remember the choices that I made, and I know you're given the option to fill in those blanks, so I'll go back and at least be able to revisit it there and right. remember those important choices that I made. So when they show up later, you know, I'll remember that I made these decisions. Um, and in playing through it, they were saying these things, and I'm like, "Gosh, you know, I I really don't remember what I did there." So I was like, "I don't know if you saw me like pausing the game and yeah. going back to the wiki and looking up characters and trying yeah. to remember everything." And I think I got it pretty good because uh-huh. I did still want that, but I just wanted to be refreshed on those decisions that I made. And I'm kind of with Eric. I wish they did it a little bit more elegantly because yeah. those names and places, I'm just like, it doesn't ring. I had to look up pictures of the characters and even video clips in some situations. Where yeah. I'm just like, just to be a little bit reminded of, of what it was and what was happening. Even if they had like a, like a paper that you read and it get, fills you in, like instead of, instead of the guy reading to you what happened and you pick a choice, like 
you know, ha- have a little blurb about what happened and, and, and then have you make your choice. You was know? it Mass Effect that had, like, the comic book style thing? Yes. That was awesome. And Dragon Age had yeah. something similar to that, too. Yeah, I loved the Mass Effect one. I wish they could have done something a little more along those lines. Yeah. But, because, I mean, e- even, like, the, the loading screens has not comic book, but, like, a... In the last, look. in your last playthrough, yeah. yeah, in your last playthrough, like like Battlefield Hardline, even though it's a way shittier game, <laughs> it's a, like almost like a television thing, like yeah. a Game of Thrones or something. In, in the last episode or your last playthrough, here's what happened to kind of lead you back into where you were. Right. They could have done something like that. Yeah. To make it a little better, but yeah, what are you gonna do? Yeah, because I didn't know where they would import, where you would put that information, because I just imported my save from The Witcher 2, having just finished it. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm glad I, I'm glad that was one of the, the few parts I, I was tuned in for, was, was that. Because one of my yeah. favorite parts was the lead-up to that, uh, that, the events that happened right right before that, that area, which we'll talk about when we get there. But it was good stuff. So, all right. Any other thoughts on The Witcher before? I mean, we'll be talking about The Witcher over the next weeks, however long. This might <laughs> a be while. a Witcher podcast all, for a while, <laughs> all summer probably. Well, I mean, Two really, years. there's nothing. I mean, Splatoon's coming out. I Batman's coming can't out. Can't afford it right now, so I'm not getting it, yeah. and I don't have the time for it. Batman's into June, late June. Other yeah. than that, we don't know. There's nothing. So, yeah. So it's actually a perfect time for this to come. Out. It is a perfect time. I couldn't agree more. All right. Well, we're gonna take a quick break, and we'll be back with. Uh, feedback no nibble, nibble bits, bits in our weeks bits. nibble bits in our weeks right after this welcome back everybody episode 201 of the thumbstick athletes podcast we are now in our nibble bits segment Corey, get us started with nibble bits what do you riot got? games has launched a new player reform system that aims to curb toxicity in league of legends this is good news what are they doing so essentially, all it does is gives players uh, the opportunity to report their teammates and opponents, which isn't revolutionary. Um, Riot can review the report, and then what they do is they s- will send the offending player a reform card, which <laughs> is essentially a screen capture of the offending abuse, the mm-hmm. offensive phrase used. Um, and as well as their punishment. So it'll hmm. say like, oh, you were a bigot and here's proof and here's your punishment. I wish it would say like, oh, you were a prick. <laughs> yep. You were a raging asshole. And the punishment was uninstall. <laughs> Do you think that'll make a difference? LTP, no. Yeah, I, I, I don't think showing the person there, I mean, obviously you know what you're writing. Yeah, you know? it's, I I don't think it will either. It's unfortunate. It's, I, I like that they're they're attempting it though because that they know it's a pro. They're acknowledging it's a yeah, problem. Yeah, exactly. But um, in the post that uh, Riot posted about about this new reform system, they also included a sneak peek at some of the other things they're going to do later on. So upgrades for chat and and ranked play restrictions based on your standing uh, in this reform system. They're going to also recognize negative gameplay, so like feeding the enemy, that kind of stuff can be punishable too. Huh. Not how just about, language. How about this? And then the, how about just not be a, a prick? You well, know, like I mean, you're always going to have pricks. I know. But, but then they're also going to have honors and rewards for positive behavior. So I, I like that idea better. I like rewarding good behavior. 
Yep. Definitely. Uh, but I'm with you, Dan. Like, <laughs> people are who are going to be who are pricks are going to keep being pricks. It, the punishment either has to be fierce or they need to start draconian draconian penalties honors honor system you know like oh you didn't have a single thing against you here's a feature that you have access to that all the people who were bad don't i really think that they should just lock you out of the game if you're if you're going to be a dick and just extend the lockout time if you're not going to be able to behave yourself you can't play you can't act like a human being yeah yeah and i get like sometimes you know out of frustration you'll say something and maybe everybody on your team will agree with you or something like it kind of has to be a repeat thing yeah um everybody's gonna have slip-ups sure but if you're repeatedly an asshole then you shouldn't be allowed to play because you're repeatedly ruining the fun for everybody yeah it's really taking me out of heroes of the storm i haven't played that in a couple weeks now yeah um yeah i just don't want to deal with it no. That, that's my stance on online games too. Like when, when I can play a game like The Witcher, for example, like <laughs> where I'm just in my own little world. That's what I'm going to do, uh, as opposed to, you know, even even like if someone wasn't an asshole to me, but someone else on my team, like I just I don't want to see it. I don't care. Yeah, you know, because totally it gets agree. to a point where I feel like I have to say, well, why don't you try and help him instead of being an asshole? Yeah, and then you try to mediate the situation to me. Yep. You know, it turns into a whole thing, and then next thing I know, my blood pressure is yeah. over the top. Yeah. And you're not having fun anymore. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, right step forward, maybe not enough at this point, but hopefully it hopefully leads it works. to, to something. I really can't see them. I know they've banned, like, professional players from playing, but I really yeah. can't see them, like, saying, even for really bad players, if you're not a professional, like, no, you can't play our game. Yeah, you know, I just can't and see that happening. Imagine the amount of people that play that game. How many complaints they're going to get? Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, Tito said that they have given players uh, free skins for not being reported for certain lengths of time. Yeah, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, skins are a fun thing. I've I've always liked that sort I've, of stuff. I've bought a few. Yeah, in Guild Wars Two, I had uh, all sorts of skins for my weapons and stuff. Did I, you? I like doing that sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah, no, it it changes <laughs> things up, and they're cool. Like I don't know about League of Legends and. Dota or whatever, but Heroes is cool because they've started adding skins that change the the way that your abilities look oh, when nice. you use them. They yeah. did a really cool Gazlo one where he's right now, his base skin, he's like a mechanical robot, um, but he has a new one. It's more like uh, sci-fi alien stuff, so when you put stuff on the ground, it's like UFOs and shit. Nice. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Hmm. So if they gave that stuff away for free, that'd be awesome. Yeah. For be- I'd behave myself. Yep. <laughs> I really think that is the best way to do it, too, because, like Eric said, there's just going to be a flood of reports. It's going to be really hard to go through them and effectively punish everybody who you know has a report against them. I think the best way to do it is just the people who don't have reports or have very few reports are rewarded. Yeah. That's, you know, and it could be as easy as a skin or uh, maybe access to a certain gameplay mode or something, like nice guy mode. I don't know, something. <laughs> nice something. guy mode. <laughs> But enough about that. There's a little bit more info Larian Studios put out on the console versions of Divinity Original Sin. This is a game you guys need to buy. Uh, And if I can entice you a little bit, one of the new features, uh, they're going to call it the Enhanced Edition, by the way. And if you own it on PC already, you will get this version for free. Nice. It's going to be a totally separate game. Same game for the most part, just a different. It's not just an upgrade patch or whatever. It's, it's, It's standalone. Um, 
will include fully voiced characters. I can't remember specifically, but I know just the main two characters were f- voice acted. There's a few touches here and there, but uh, sounds like now they're all going to be not all going to have voiceover. Uh, enhanced graphics and sound, that's a no-brainer. There's new gameplay modes, one of them being couch co-op hmm. with split screen. Makes sense. Which is pretty rad, and mm-hmm. I would love to sit and play through it with somebody. Corey, if I lived closer to you, I'd be do. fucking yeah. pumped for that. Got a two-hour ride anytime yeah. we play together. I wish I could get the old lady to do that. That'd be fun. There you yeah. go. That's a good one, Dan, for mm-hmm. your stream. Yeah. It is a good game, is a good and idea. the fact that it's split screen, like the way that game works is you can both be running off doing your own thing, but anytime there's a decision to be made, a narrative decision, uh, both players make a choice, and then if their choices are different from the other person, it's rock, paper, scissors. Nice. Ooh. Yeah, it's fun. It's a fun little touch. Uh, also a reworked story, uh, new quests, characters, and a new ending to be discovered, and there will be more announced probably at E3. Cool. So it's looking like uh, if you didn't get to it last year, this is your year, especially if you just have a console. Definitely play it. It's a really awesome game. It was my game of the year last year. Is there a release date for the console version? Uh, if there is, I didn't list it here. Yeah. I might have talked about it Fair enough. last time. If, I would guess it's this year. I want to play it. I really do. Maybe yeah. uh, in that time between Batman and whatever else in the fall. If I'm still playing The Witcher, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. We'll find out when we get there. This sort of screams the whole, like, trying model to me. Like, it was a game that came out on PC. Everybody seemed to love it. They re-released it on consoles with new features and all that stuff. And it's sort of that, that whole thing all over again. Right. So, go for it do it i don't know how if it'll be as cheap as trying but i doubt it divinity was was 40 bucks right yeah for i was just gonna say that i think it was only 40 at release so that's not bad it's probably gonna be i mean i get 20 percent off my new game purchases now too so Mm -hmm. there you go nice i've got a i forgot i had a best buy gift card oh yeah from when i bought my 3ds the new 3ds Yeah. yeah So I'm just waiting to figure out what game I'm going to buy. I feel guilty. I should buy The Witcher 3 because I'm playing Will's good old games version. Oh, are you? <laughs> but I want to give them my money. Yeah. yeah, you should. At some point. Yeah, once I have it, then I'll give it to them. Right. Moving on. Dan, you might be interested to hear this. A uh, new progressive server will allow you to relive EverQuest as it was when it first launched in March of 1999. I love that. With some disclaimers, which I'll get to. Apparently they've done this before. Huh. But I didn't know about it then. So it's going to be called the Ragefire server, and it's only available to All Access members. What is all? I think All Access is just access to all Daybreak's online games right i'm not sure i think so uh, they've changed everything i think I, I think it was soe all access yeah. i think that's it's what it was it was, now, it was right? yeah it was like a cheap um you get, you get benefits for all their all their games i guess yeah and you can you can all their subscription games you can play yeah okay yeah that sounds right um so the zones are going to be as they were allegedly uh but they're going to 
the report said that the zones are going to be as they were, and they're going to gradually pepper in the expansions in the order that they were released. Uh, but I actually went to the FAQ on the EverQuest website and read a little bit more about it because I was interested in it. So what they said is the zones, what's actually going to happen is the zones that were graphically revamped will remain revamped. So mm-hmm. Freeport is one of them. Common oh. Lands is another. If there was any sort of graphical overhaul to those zones, those are going to stay. That sucks. You're not going to get the original. That sucks. Yeah, but apparently was... it has something to do with the way their servers host the game files and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like, they, they just can't do it. Yeah, I could see that. Easily. I was, I was interested until now. Uh, here's another one that might get you. All the game functions will mostly stay modern. So That's all the the, fun- the changes they've made. Yeah, so and the one that got me was when you die, uh, your items won't stay on your corpse like they did when we first started playing. That that all the fu- all the fun <laughs> that that we had with that game is is go- back to being gone. You know. Yep. It, I, I would until gladly- I read this FAQ, I was considering. Oh, I would have played back it. And doing this. Oh, there's no doubt. I would have played it. No doubt. Yep. But uh, classes and races will not be available until the corresponding expansion is released. So, uh, you know, you can't be an Ixar until the Rise of Kunark right. expansion comes out. Which, if I remember correctly, is when we picked it up. I think so, yeah. Around the time that expansion came out, which yeah. was the first expansion. Short, I was shortly cool. before that came out, I think, we started playing it. Okay, I just remember we had, somehow we ended up with like two or three Brady games, or were they Prima strategy guides? Yeah for rise of kunark yep somehow and then they had uh they had little flavor stories in those strategy guides Mm -hmm. and i would take my level one bard character get on the boats and type out those stories to all the people (laughs) on the boats (laughs) really playing the role of a bard i like it they loved it people would give me tips it was great it's genius way to make cash in that game nice (laughs) little did they know i was plagiarizing i'm sure some people knew yeah uh, but the announcement trailer was really good. It started with yeah. the sound of a dial-up modem. Yep, I did watch that. And then it showed all the the old zones and graphics and stuff, and I was like, "Oh, that's I want to play that." Um, yeah. Speaking of, just briefly, I went back and listened to our episode two hundred because mm-hmm. I didn't remember hardly any of it. I don't remember much <laughs> either. Less than usual, I should say. <laughs> And I'm a little disappointed I dropped Master Ryan 2 off my list. I think when we revisit it again, I'm going to put did, it back did on Did I there. talk you into it? Uh, I think it was you that was that was really pushing for... It was me. Dan was pushing for EverQuest. Yeah, to drop, drop EverQuest. Which I'm leaning a little more towards now, but I don't know. I have to think about it. Sober me tends to disagree with drunk me. <laughs> That's okay. Understandable. I think a lot of us are that way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yep. My last one. Nintendo announced a winter release for Pokemon Super Mystery Dungeon. We don't know much about it right now, other than you will be fighting alongside Pokemon in randomly generated dungeons. Nice. Every time you play, it will be different. So huh. that's all I have to say about that. Okay. Eric, what do you got? I got a few here, Daniel. Uh, so Twitch has decided to ban adult-only games such as the upcoming Hatred. What do you guys think of that? Yeah, I agree. I'm not for censorship of any sort. Um, I know it's their own thing, but come on. If you just don't watch it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I agree. I, I mean, I think that game is getting a bad rap for no reason. It's yeah, people not, are just piling on it. Yeah, it's not... 
It's not that big of a deal. I watched some gameplay from it earlier today. Right. It looks like it looks like any other violent game you would play. Is it? They're just saying it, it's it's worse because he's doing it for no reason. I don't know. What I guess. I don't know what their point is. I don't think they have one. Yeah. I don't know. And it's like that's a good way for Twitch to differentiate itself, you know, in this upcoming fight with YouTube, who's going to be doing live streaming of games if, if right. Twitch kept adult only games cuz I can guarantee you YouTube's not going to have adult only games. Right. Hitbox is allowing adult only games, so people might start if if Twitch starts doing that sort of stuff consistently, um yeah. I can see people moving over to Hitbox. Whatever you can do to get ahead, man. Yeah. There's a few lawsuits along the way, so be it. I I, I think there's going to be more adults-only games as the genre matures, or as the the medium matures, I guess you could say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And, you know, there is an age restriction on, you can say your your stream is only for mature audiences. I think that would, uh, you know, get you out of a a potential lawsuit for a minor watching a stream, you know, an age gate, of course. Yeah, so it works on beer websites. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, anyone can get past those, but that's beside the point, you know. Yeah, they just cover themselves legally. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, under my next one, uh, some pretty good sales going on, and if you're a PlayStation Plus subscriber this week until June first, so you better get on it. But you can get uh, for PS4, you can get Bloodborne. Or Dark Souls 2 Scholar of the First Sin Edition for $47.99. Uh, steals for those games, honestly. Those mm-hmm. are both great buys at $60. Agreed. Um, also, The Order 1886 is $47.99. I liked that game a lot, but for most people, I'd say don't buy it for more than 30 Right. Um, and a hidden gem, possibly, Helldivers. Is only seventeen ninety nine. I've heard nothing but great things about that game. It's one I'd like to try at some point. Um, so that's going on. Uh, let's see. To cover the games for gold for Xbox for June, the big draw is Massive Chalice. Mm-hmm. Do you know? You know quite a bit about that, right? A little bit. It's a. I think Will's excited about that one, right? Yeah. I'm excited about it. It's turn based strategy. Yeah, it's a turn based strategy where you're. It's it's almost a little bit like Rogue Legacy. You have okay. like lineages for your oh. for your troops and stuff. I your, love that. Your, but it's it's turn based strategy like Final Fantasy Tactics a little bit. Okay. So it's kind of those two game modes blended together. Did Will buy it early access on Steam? Yes, he did. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I knew a, I had it on my computer. That's how I'm going to play it once it okay. like comes out. Comes out. I'll probably play it on Xbox One. Yeah. Um, and then the big draw for PlayStation Plus in June is Metal Gear Solid Five Ground Zeroes, mm-hmm. which was okay. It was okay. Um, my last one. PlayStation 4 exclusive Until Dawn has gotten a release date of August 25th. That is the Heavy Rain-esque horror game. It's kind of like a mix between Heavy Rain and uh, Cabin in the Woods, Mm -hmm. uh, where your decisions can affect who lives and who dies. I guess all the characters can die, Hmm. um, depending on what you choose. They put out a new um, trailer for it, which was tweeted by us, the launch date trailer, so check that out if you're interested. Uh, looks pretty scary. A lot of jump scares and whatnot. So if you're into horror games and you have a PS4, that that looks like a buy for me. I like that everyone can die in it. Yeah, and as somebody who loved Heavy Rain, I think I have to play this game. Right. So I will. And this is a good one to come out right when it comes out. August 25th is a good release date because it's about a month after Batman. <laughs> Nothing else is coming out, so it's that's a good time for it. Yeah, definitely. Um, and that's what was the name me. again, Eric? Sorry. Until Dawn. 
until dawn. I think it was announced a couple of E3s ago. It was, I want to say it was two E3s ago. I think like it was. Before the PS4 even came out, I yeah. think. Yeah, yeah. So, is that everything? That's it for me. All right. Got a couple nibble bits here. Uh, the new Humble Bundle is a Nintendo hum- Humble Bundle with various indie titles for the Wii U and 3DS. You can pay, yeah. any- pay anything for Guacamelee for the Wii U, Woe Dave, and Mighty Switch Force for the 3DS. Pay above the average, which at the time of writing was $9.26 for The Fall. I think it's Wii up U. to 10 now. Okay. Uh, Moon Chronicles Episode 1 for the 3DS and Ali Ali for both. Or you could pay more than $10 for Stealth Inc. 2 for the Wii U and SteamWorld Dig for both Wii U and 3DS. So That's what was $10. Yep. Okay. It's uh, it's good. I'm, I'm probably going to get that. So I'm not good. sold. There's some good ones in there. I'm yeah. just happy to see a console is getting involved. What's Humble Moon Chronicles Bundles? about? That's the 3DS, like, I, I don't first-person shooter, third-person shooter. It's a little bit like uh, uh, Metroid Prime, it seems like. Hmm. Moon, Moon the, Chronicles, you Moon say? Chronicles, yeah. The one that would sell me on that is SteamWorld Dig, but I've already played through and beat that. Right, I haven't played I, I think played you'd Steam like World Stealth Inc., Corey. Guacamelee, I've heard nothing but good things about. Oh, Guacamelee's a great game. Yeah, I've never played that. Did so. we talk about Invisible Ink last week, Dan? You did. Two weeks ago, I think. Yes. I did? Yes, Briefly. you did. Okay. Yeah. I don't remember. Uh, but yeah, Eric, I interrupted you, but good point about getting a console involved. Yeah, I, I, I was excited to see that. Nintendo of all places, too. That's, I know. That was the last the, one you would expect. I almost shat myself when I saw <laughs> that the it was a Nintendo eShop hum- Humble Bundle. Moon Chronicles oh. has a Metacritic score, user score of 7. Okay. So, not mm-hmm. bad. Average. Meh. All right. Uh, moving on. A Microsoft support site has potentially leaked a new version of the Xbox One controller, which will come out with a 3.5 millimeter headphone jack to be able to plug in any headset or earbuds. I guess previously the consumer had to use a packaged-in headset or get a special adapter dongle to be able to hook any headset up to it. So. Yeah, it's pretty stupid. Yeah. Uh, uh, actually, somebody tweeted us and said... How about releasing a wireless headset instead? Right. I'm going to see who it was do so they I not, can give them credit. Do they not have any? They've got to have a wireless headset. Not I, not a, a official Microsoft one. But. Honestly, don't know. Right. Uh, that was at 8-Bit Platypus okay. on Twitter that said that. Uh, wireless mic would be a better idea. Yeah. But, yeah, he's right. Um, one of my favorite things about the PS4 was the that I could plug my headphones into it and have mm-hmm. all the audio stream into that instead of on the TV, you know, because I play my video games at night when everyone's asleep, so that was very useful for me. Uh, and that's all for for uh, Nibble Bits, right? I think so, dude. Corey, how was your week? Good, I have a lot of things I want to talk about, so cool. I'll be brief with all of them. Uh, first, I wanted to talk about episode 200. Yeah. <laughs> which was last week. I don't know how much we want to get into about that. Did you guys go back and listen? No, I couldn't bear you're, to do it. I didn't get the opportunity. <laughs> Your guys' recollection of it is probably a little bit better than mine. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, you were a bit more sauced than the rest of us. <laughs> but uh, that kicked off my long weekend of fun, because Thursday I had that. Saturday I brewed... Or, yeah, Thursday I had the episode 200, so we were drinking that night. Saturday or Friday I brewed beer. So I was drinking that day, and then Eric came, and we had a little cookout with the family, and then I watched the Rangers. I drank beer then. Uh, Saturday morning, I left for one of my friend's weddings that I was in, so I drank a lot Saturday, and the (laughs) wedding was Sunday, so I drank a lot Sunday. 
Uh, and Monday I woke up and I'm just like, I am beat. Yeah. And I just went home and we got home pretty, we were home by noon after all the wedding festivities were over and I just laid in bed all day. Yep. And if you asked me what I did, I'd tell you nothing and I wouldn't <laughs> be lying. Nothing wrong with that. Sometimes you just need the, those. You, you know, you're like in and out of sleep and you wake up and you're like, I should do something or eat. And next thing you know, you sleep, slept again for another hour. Yeah. It's like grab the the Wii game pad to put something on Netflix and then just fall asleep <laughs> and then wake up and it's a little too far away to reach. And then, you know, I, I haven't had one of those days in time. years. I miss that. You, you need them every now and again. Yeah. You know, some of my favorite days with my fiance is when we both magically have the same day off, which is few and far between. And we just say, fuck it. And just literally lay in bed all day. Doze, doze off, come in and out of consciousness get up every now and again to grab a snack mm-hmm. watch the office kind of in and out of sleep and it's great i miss that i love that and speaking of netflix it brings me to my next thing i briefly want to touch on i started watching this by my own choosing reality tv show which is very rare but it's called the quest i heard Are you guys of that familiar with this at all yeah it was on it was on tv uh, not that long ago couple years i knew nothing about it so what it is is it's reality tv but it has like a story it these i think there's 10 contestants are shuttled off to this like fake fantasy world fake medieval fantasy world and (laughs) they're like they're called paladins and they're (laughs) heroes that are there to save never realm and they do all these uh like nerdy art role-playing tabletop role-playing kind of cosplay dress up and knock stuff with swords and larping uh, kind of yeah larping pretty kinda much LARPing. yeah <laughs> it's a larping reality show it's simultaneously terrible and interesting um just like when they react to the actors and stuff and like try and get into it a little bit they were doing this one thing the queen was watching them do these like night things they were riding around on horses and shooting bows and throwing pikes at targets and stuff and the last thing they had to do was they had a hammer and they had to break a skull that was on top of a little podium. And this one girl's doing it, and when she gets to the skull, she swings her hammer and yells, Forever Realm! Like, this is a real person <laughs> doing this. <laughs> and then they cut to her sitting in the seat talking to the camera, and she's like, I don't know why I did that. That was so stupid. <laughs> she got like, caught up in the moment. Yeah, I'm like, that was it was really stupid, but at the same time, like, That's how fantastic. fun, you yeah. know? That's awesome. That would be so much fun. And these crazy things happened to them. Like, they were sweeping the streets, and uh, somebody came in. Like, had, this guy had been attacked, and they're all actors. And, you, I don't know, they just get to watch the scene unfold and, and play along with it a little bit. And uh, I thought it was really cool. Watched, I think, three episodes of that. Nice. So check out the quest. It's on Netflix. That's I might check that it. I knew out. nothing about it. I don't think it got very good ratings. No, I'm sure it did. Even sure. on Netflix, it, I think it was it on like, three stars. It was on in like the summer. I feel like it was one of those summer reality TV shows. What when, channel? When no one's really watching. It was on one of the networks. Was it? Yeah, it was ABC, NBC, CBS. One. Of I've those. never even heard of it. No, me neither. Wow. Me <clears throat> neither. Um, I'll probably watch through it though and <clears throat> see how it ends. Yeah, I think the the reason why I've heard of it is is all we have is network TV. So 
And my wife likes to watch some of the reality TV shows that are on. So I think I've, I had saw, I don't know that I ever watched it, but uh, I had seen commercials for it advertised. It's a great idea. Yeah, it's for it's for nerds. I think the execution could be a little bit better, though. Right. Twitch should pick that up for a second season. <laughs> there you go. Netflix will save it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Season two. Uh, haven't been to the movies in a real long time, but figured if there's a good movie to see in theaters that's been my issue um there hasn't been a real good movie to see in theaters i'm not really into the comic book movies and those are what the big action movies are these days for the most part so when mad max fury road was coming to town and uh heard it was getting glowing reviews i was like that'd be a good one to see that movie is awesome Mm -hmm. it's it's real good it's a lot of practical effects there's not at least not very much noticeable CGI. Uh, a lot of like explosions and stuntmen doing crazy things and just mayhem pretty much from start to finish. The The movie doesn't really slow down. You can catch your breath here and there, but for the most part, it's, it's nonstop action. But that's not even what makes it great uh, for me. It's a, a good bonus, but what I really love about it is just like the grotesque nature of... Um, of the society that the film has built up. Like everyone has like, I don't know, health problems and, and everybody's (laughs) like cobbled together in different ways, like bionic arms. And the one main bad guy has like an iron lung that keeps him alive. And he's just almost dead throughout the whole movie. I don't know. It's just, (laughs) it does a very good job of transporting you to that world. And, uh, it's when it was over. I was like, I want to sit through and watch that again. That's how much I, I enjoyed it. Probably my favorite movie of recent memory. Nice. For wow. sure. nice. I really wanted to go see that because to me, like especially watching the trailers and stuff, it looked like I was watching Borderlands the movie a little bit with the with the oh, co- yeah. with the colors and the the vehicular action. Yeah, that's what I felt like. It it was it was going not. I don't know if it was going for, but that's what it you know felt like. I guess. Mm-hmm. I forget, I was listening to one of the film podcasts I listened to. I can't remember who said it, so I can't really credit him. But he brought up a really good point that there's no shot in the movie that you wouldn't want to frame for a poster. Yeah, it all looked very nice. Oh, it's great. It's fantastic. And the acting's great. And I don't know. It's a really good movie. Okay. Especially, Dan, you know, as somebody who's into that, like, post-apocalyptic kind of borderlands-y world. Yeah. definitely go see it I'll, i probably won't go see it but maybe once it comes out i i get google play credit for taking short stupid surveys on my tablet so mm-hmm. i'll use that for when it comes out on and i'll rent it or something yeah i i know i know it's hard for you to get away to the movies but yeah. if, if you can it's it's so worth it yeah it's such a good movie theater excuse me movie i'm sure i'm gonna go see it i'm gonna make a point too hmm Yep, from uh, George Miller, who's older than God and still making movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he comes out with this masterpiece. It's crazy. Nice. Any else, Corey? Um, oh, I just wanted to mention that I've been streaming The Witcher. Yes. So. Tune, tune, into, some, tune into those. There are some videos up on YouTube. Uh, I've streamed last Wednesday, this Wednesday. I'll probably stream a little bit tomorrow. Uh, I mentioned Eric and I were talking a little bit about it. I don't think I'm just going to do like a let's play all the way through. I think what I'll do is I'll stream myself playing, and then if there's like a certain quest or monster I slay or something, I'll just cut that part out of it and put up 
the YouTube video with that mm-hmm. as the, the title. Whatever quest or monster happens to be. Yeah. Like, you should play through the Bloody Baron quest line and put that all up. Oh, yeah. yeah, start to finish. Yeah. Oh, It'll yeah, take you probably a while. six or eight hours, Yeah, if I had to guess, Oof, it's a long to, to, to do all that stuff. I don't know if it took me that long because I was doing other side stuff at the time too, or if it actually took me that long. I played right through it. It took a while. Okay. Hours. Yeah. But that would be a good one to have immortalized on YouTube. I'd watch it. I like that. I like that. I also want to do, and Dan, we've been kicking around this idea, but just sitting down like two of us and talking, playing a bit of a game and talking about it. Yeah. And that would be, I think this game would be good to do that for certain quests and stuff. Yeah. There's, well, there's a lot of meat there. Like we we did it for a little while with Borderlands a pre sequel, but there really yeah. wasn't a lot to talk about with that. Not so much. And we always played late at night, and I was always like half asleep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because I really can't even start games usually until like ten thirty at night. The only yeah. thing that's tough about doing that with The Witcher is I don't want to have anything spoiled. Yeah. So like, if I came over here to Dan's while he was playing it. I don't want to see anything that I haven't seen yet. Well, it would be well, probably what it, what we would do is we would watch Corey's playthrough because we're further than him. Yeah, and you talk, know, talk about talk about what what he was doing in the game. Probably, yeah. I just don't know. I, I've thought about that. I don't know how the logistics of that would work because yeah. if I'm streaming it on Twitch, then it's behind, know, there's a delay. There's like a thirty second delay. If yeah. man, maybe not that long, but. I don't know. It'd be hard. I don't. I guess I could screen capture over Skype and do that. I don't know. Got I don't me. know how it would work. We're we're tinkering with that sort of stuff. We want we're trying to do more with Twitch and YouTube. So uh, we're tinkering tinkering with with formats and stuff. So we're we're trying to get that all figured out because I'm also gonna start streaming more. Me, I'm trying to settle on a day for the wife and myself to stream. Man, the dog barking is distracting. Uh, d- it, we're we're gonna do Wii U co-op games. So I thinking maybe Friday night. So we might even try it tomorrow night. But it'll be at night after the kids go to bed, like ten or ten thirty, hopefully. Um, but she's she's back at college again for one of the summer semesters. So I don't know how that's gonna go. But I wanted to settle. I want to do it at the same time, like every week. You know, have it be a routine. I want to go back to college. Do you? Well, college. Which, I mean, she's working, full, you know, full time, and then night school. Oh yeah, well, I mean, college, I want college. To go back to college in in, in that state, <laughs> right? I want to go. Co- college, college. Yeah, no responsibility, yeah. college. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anything else, Corey? Nope. All right. What do you got, Eric? Uh, let's see. Not too much. I've been watching a show that I've been meaning to watch forever. Uh, finally, I'm watching um, The Sopranos through Amazon Prime. is all on there for their HBO partnership. I just finished season two yesterday, actually. Uh, it's good. I like it. I don't think it's... I haven't seen what's as great as everybody made it out to be, I guess. Do you think it's because TV's so good now? You, I think when it came out, it was the only show that was doing what it was doing. And I think now, like... Shows are a lot better than they used to be because that came out like I don't watch it? a lot of shows now, so I can't really say. Well, I mean, you've seen the some of the bigger shows that that have come out recently. Like you've seen, I'm trying to think. Breaking of Bad, Break, some Breaking I Bad. I watched Breaking Bad, um, which was Mad good. Blacklist, Blacklist, stuff like that. Like you know, th- those yeah. are like following in the Sopranos. That the Sopranos is the earlier version. Yeah. Of that. Do you think that Dexter. could be the case? Because uh, that came out like 12 years ago. It's maybe been around a while. I, I don't know. 
I wouldn't really 90, fancy myself a TV season. critic kind of person. I don't know. I don't know. But I love mafia stuff. Yeah. And things like that, like uh, The Godfather and yeah. anything like that. I really get into. Um, I like it a lot. I'll right. still watch it. I just don't. I don't know. I don't think it's anything spectacular. Right. Um. I don't know. I the characters are kind of cool, and the season finales of the first two seasons have been just nothing. Right. I haven't felt like I didn't even realize the second season was over. I didn't know it was the last episode because like nothing happened. Nothing big happened. I didn't think. Do you think they didn't know if they were going to continue for another year, so they just kind of left it off? It kind of seemed that way because okay. I felt like it could have stopped right there. Right. Um. But yeah, because I did actually have that thought, so it's funny you bring that up. Mm. Um, but maybe, maybe that was the case. It's a good show though, and I'll keep watching. I love mafia stuff, and I don't know. It's a weird feeling I get after watching stuff like that. I walk out onto the street and think I'm in the mafia. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, well, Eric, clearly you not. know what was popular then? What? Uh, the Price is Right, Charmed, Stargate, <laughs> The X-Files, The View, Full House. What year was it? Passions. That it came out. There's like six or when, seven seasons. When it first came out. 99, I believe. Yeah. Didn't we look this up like a few episodes ago? I don't know. Maybe. I didn't realize James Gandolfini died. Yeah. Was it last year? I don't know. It wasn't that long ago. I think it was last year. Maybe two years yeah, ago. Yeah, my fiance tops. told me. I was like, oh, bullshit. I would have heard about that. Yeah. And she was right. Yeah, I think it was last year, if I remember correctly. But you know what else debuted in 1999? What? Freaks and Geeks. Never seen it. Futurama. Oh, yeah. Even Stevens. God. <laughs> Shia LaBeouf shining moment. Yeah. <laughs> One thing I love about um, Sopranos, though, is I, I feel like it, it doesn't take itself itself too seriously a lot of times because the the way that they portray a lot of the Italian guys in it is like the cheesy mafia thing and I love it like yeah. there's two of the guys that are like his best friends or whatever highest ranking guys in his, his ladder are the cheesiest couple of Italian dudes and whenever they walk into the picture I like giggle to myself because yeah. <laughs> he's just got this look on his face and the, the clothes that they wear I love that part of it I probably like the show more than I think I do. Right. But uh, So I've been doing that in between Witcher. Um, anything else? Oh, the Sabres hired Dan Bilesma as a coach. Uh, I think it's a good hire. He's got a good track record. Uh, people that I know who are Penguins fans were, were big fans of him. So that's cool. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. I applied for jobs down south. So hopefully I'll be hearing about that before too long down in Virginia. So, nice. might be on the move here. Better internet, hopefully. Much better internet. That's fantastic. First thing I looked at, we talked about this during, <laughs> while you were out peeing, actually. Oh, okay. Uh, first thing I looked at yeah. was the internet. So, yeah, I think that's it, Dan. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, for my week, uh, other than playing as much of The Witcher as I possibly could, the only other thing I, I did of note was I deleted my Twitter account. I saw that. Off, off of Twitter. What um, happened? Well, I hadn't really been using it for a while. Like, I would jump on occasionally. But really, most of what I was using it for was a, wa- a time waster. Uh, and nowadays, I don't have any time to waste. So, like, I'm trying to be more productive in, in projects that I have to do around the house. So, um, really, it was, it was you know, just, just stopping me from, from getting things done. Because, yeah, whenever I had a free moment, I was checking Twitter. Yeah. Um, 
so I'm hoping it, it helps with my product productivity around the house and with, with podcast stuff too, specifically. <clears throat> it's only been a few days. Plus whenever I would get on and, and, and look at something like, you know, you'd, you'd click on an article or whatever and read the comments. I'm just like, Oh my God, <laughs> why did I do that? Yeah. You know, uh, I wasn't getting anything from it. It was just frustrating. And, uh, the election's coming up. Oh, and we're already it. hearing about it, so that's another reason why I'm like just to like, live in a shell until that's over. Yep, I'm 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 off. I'm done. And like I said, I probably starting this year, I stopped using it as much. I don't use it as much anymore either. Yeah, I, I just it just I get annoyed by it. It's um, nice during soccer season for me because I can find a lot of highlights on there. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that. That was really the only thing I used it for too. Was was following like the worlds in hockey. Yeah. Um, stuff like that. Like that was that was really it. Um, even video game stuff. Like I've been going to the actual websites and, and yeah. reading the articles, as opposed to just reading the the headlines. So I actually use Facebook a lot more. Oh, do you? But I only have it for like video games and right. sports. I don't have it for like friends in real life. Yeah. I just have it for I follow some. I'm part of video game groups. Uh, and I follow some soccer stuff on there, and I literally can get all my highlights. Yeah, it's from all the leagues, which is nice. Uh, it's nice having a Facebook that is specifically for those things. Yep. Um, and it's not too cluttered with people's yeah. stupid, uh, right. stupid stuff. Right. I deleted one of my good friends oh, okay. from Tyler, our ex intern. <laughs> yeah, I've added him and deleted him twice now. Okay, so gotcha. It really is strictly for those things, so it's 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 actually kind of a nice way to use it. Yeah, yeah. I've enjoyed it, and that's really the way you should use Twitter too. Like, yeah. I probably would be fine with that, but again, it's it's all the time wasting thing. Like, I was just wasting so much time doing nothing yeah. and not getting any. Uh, Adam Carolla always said, "If it doesn't make you money and it doesn't make you happy, why are you doing it?" Yeah, uh, which I which I agreed with in, in this case. So, sure, I uh, never get. Never mind. What? Nothing. Go ahead. No, no, no. I was going to quote a movie, but I don't even know what movie it's from. Okay. I just heard someone else quote it the other day. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> uh, so that's all I have going on. What'd you play? And that's disappointing. Why? Because when people would ask us questions about like computers and stuff, I just send it over your way well, they on can, Twitter. They can still tweet the Thumbstick Athletes. I still check the Thumbstick Athletes Twitter. Okay. Probably a couple times a day. Not as I mean... That's all I did it before, you know. They can still get to Dan through through us. Oh too. yeah, yeah. I'm not I'm not invisible by any means. Just just tweet the thumbstick athletes or or email us or whatever. Or Facebook. I'd, I'd, I'd be or Facebook. I'd be happy to help with, with computer Dan, stuff. Treat the problem, not the symptom. Addiction. Addiction. You have a problem with Twitter. Yeah, it's Twitter addiction. I don't think well, Dan th- was addicted to Twitter. That's why I got Dan's rid of it. Addicted to his Twitter. Cold turkey. Quentin cold yeah. turkey. <laughs> Cold the Twitter. Best way. Uh, so that yeah, that's all I did. Uh, Corey, what'd you play? Uh, ooh, oh, Hearthstone. And I actually wanted to talk to Will about this because he was complaining about never getting new cards through the arena, mm-hmm. and I didn't realize. And it's so stupid of me. For arena wins, you only get goblins versus gnomes card packs, and it wasn't until uh, one of my more recent arena runs I opened a card pack and got five cards. You only get five cards in a pack. All cards I already had. And I was like, I already had two of. So it was just pointless. I just disenchanted them all for dust. So I went in and bought, uh, instead of paying the 150 coins for an arena run, I paid 100 coins and got a classic card pack. 
and got five new cards that I didn't have yet, including some good rare cards. So that was really nice hmm. uh, and something I wanted to throw out there. And kind of weird, like, reading about that because I went back and after I realized you're only getting Goblins vs. Gnomes card packs for the arena, uh, I read through some forum threads and stuff and people seem pretty frustrated by that. So that is not the way I should play it. If you don't have any Goblins vs. Gnomes cards, or not many, then you should still do that because okay. a lot of those cards are really good. A lot of the mech cards are really good. But... Uh, I don't know. I would recommend... I don't know what I'd recommend anymore, to be honest with you. <laughs> Fair enough. I really don't. But Just, just play. Yeah, that's my one uh, Hearthstone note okay. of the week, I guess. But the other game I've been meaning to talk about is a short game called The Novelist. It's just a short little uh, adventure story. I think maybe three or four hours. Not very long, but the way the, way the game is played is you are a ghost in this cabin witnessing a family go about their daily lives. And there's a father who's trying to be a novelist, uh, his wife, who is a talented artist, and their son, who's young, maybe like eight years old. And what you do is you, as a ghost, observe them go about their lives and listen to their thoughts and, and follow them around and see their actions to determine what it is they want. And every chapter is a different set of wants from all the characters. So one chapter you'll follow, uh, you'll follow each character, and at the end of the chapter, choose which person you want to help, whether it be the dad, the mom, or the son. And there's no like user interface or anything. It's just very simple. You're just a ghost. You can hop between the lamps or just walk on the floor. But if they spot you... Um, I think if they spot you twice, then you pretty much lose the chapter and you can't pick... If the, the person who spots you, you can't pick them to help. Wow. So even if it seems like that's the best option, if they've spotted you as the ghost, you can't choose them to help. So it's every chapter is kind of a balancing act, and you get to choose like which thing you feel is most important with the ultimate goal of keeping this family together and happy because the father is a struggling novelist who's working really hard to get this novel out, and sometimes... You know, the kid really wants to go to space camp, but, you know, daddy needs to finish his chapter or the editor's going to be really mad. Which do you choose? Meanwhile, you know, mom wants to enter her painting in the art show. Uh, so you, you have to choose between those three things. And depending on which one you choose, there's consequences. And at the end of the game, it takes all your choices and gives you your ending. That's cool. That is cool. It is really cool. It's it's really different um, in a, just a quick playthrough, really easy, just something fun. And uh, you, you do get emotionally attached a little bit because the mom and dad are kind of on the rocks. And, you know, you want to raise a happy, healthy child, and you're constantly choosing, you know, what what do you feel is most important? How long so, did it take you to play through? Did you beat it? I did beat it, yeah. Well done. It was, it was short. It was three or four hours. Oh, nice. And I think I got it through a humble – yeah, I definitely got it through a humble bundle at some point. And that was one I, I was interested in. What's so, that? I said that was one that I was interested in when I saw the yeah. release for him. It's good because, you know, it kind of makes you think about what's really... It, the, the decisions are really hard. And, oh, I should mention, after you choose who you want to help, you can choose a compromise for a second person. Oh. So one person will get what they want. One person will get, like, a compromise. Like, oh, son, we won't take you to space camp, but... Next time when they come through, 
we'll take you there for sure. It's a promise. And that's the compromise. And, oh, honey, uh, sorry about the art show. It's just not going to happen. Would be, you know, the losing person. Okay. It was a really creative idea as a ghost kind of hopping around the house and, and helping people with their <laughs> with their decisions. And there's, like, a whole backstory about the house and stuff like that going on. It seems pretty neat. Yep. It's cool. Okay. Yep, that's it. That's all I played, other than The Witcher. All right, Eric. Nothing. I Nothing. only played The Witcher. Only played The Witcher. Uh, I also only played The Witcher three this week, but I didn't talk. I I don't know if I mentioned. I know I know I mentioned earlier, but I, I beat The Witcher two. Um, I wanted to make sure that uh, I had it done before, so I put in a couple of good long sessions right before The Witcher three came out, just to make sure and. I think it took me like 24 or 25 hours, uh, skipping over a lot of side stuff that I usually like to do, but I had to get it done. I wanted the at least the important decisions to transfer over to the to the third game. So, um, But, man, I loved that game. Yeah. So good. Uh, I don't really have anything to talk about that I haven't talked about with it already, <laughs> but it was good stuff if you haven't played I The have Witcher 2. I have a question for yeah. you probably in our spoiler segment. Okay. It's a sp- it would be a spoiler from The Witcher 2, though. Okay. That I, I want to make sure that I ask you. Mm-hmm. That works. Um. So that's all you played? Yeah, I I, I beat it a couple weeks ago. I'm not gonna not gonna talk about it now. Corey, you had started talking about you went back and listened to last week's episode. Did you expand on that at all? Not really. I think I what I really think we should do one of these times when we're looking for an episode idea is go back and pick pick the topics of conversation. And I don't know about you guys, but at least let me rephrase what I was trying to say. Because <laughs> there were times where I'm listening and I'm screaming at myself, you know, to articulate something much better in a much clearer way and stuff like that. So, yeah. I don't know. Was it a painful I was, listen? I was annoyed by myself, but I always am when I go back and listen to myself drunk. But um, I wasn't overly annoyed. I felt like there was some good stuff in there. Yeah. It's, you just kind of just had to wade wade through the annoying stuff, right? Just feel bad for Will. Why? Having to sit there th- through our banter. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, I'm trying to think of anything specific. I already mentioned my how I want to redo my list, which took us forever to get through. Did it? <laughs> oh, and I thought I had it, and then you guys would be like, well, no, you still need to drop a game. You oh, have yeah. Oh, you, right. you mean you're specifically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back yeah, to you're... the drawing board. And I'm yeah. just like, oh, God. Yeah, Sorry. It did, did take a while to, to poke Sorry. through there. <laughs> but I have no regrets because I drank a lot and I was happy. Yeah, I mean, that's what we, we had that, fun. That's what we were going for, actually, was, you know, because we hadn't had an episode where we all, like, drank a lot in, in a while. Yeah. So that was that was nice to do. It's been yeah. it's been some time since that's happened. Yeah, we sort of feel a little bit of a responsibility to deliver a halfway coherent show, and right. uh, sort of gave up on that responsibility for episode two hundred. At least I did. You guys did pretty well, but I was feeling pretty drunk at the beginning, but I sobered right up for yeah. some reason. I think it was probably due to the three sausage sandwiches I ate before. Yeah, <laughs> I think I just I, I kind of stopped drinking. Um, I like was, early into the early into the episode episode, I was nipping um, on the whiskey throughout. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I was or not. Of course, I barely remember. Right, but I generally barely remember what we talked about anyway. So add booze onto that, and 
there's no chance I remember what we talked about. Yeah. So okay. I was just wondering if you had anything else you want to say there, Corey. Okay. Nah, that's what I can think of anyway. Uh, feedback, shall we? Let me just jot down the time. Will's usually the one that jots down the uh, show notes and stuff, so I'm... He's absent. He's not even in the chat. He was. Was he? Yeah. He popped in and said, nerds. Oh, that was him? Nerds. I thought that was you. Okay. Um... We've got a voice... I'll, I'll do the voicemail first. From Tito. Uh, Tito out you in gonna, the loss of Angeles. You gonna play Tito's playlist, Dan? <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. I just, hope I can... Just try the new one out? <laughs> he said it was... Four, okay, four minutes. This is it. Open with VLC. I will try to remember. Not to play all of Tito's voicemails. Technical difficulties? No, we're just waiting for my laptop to uh, oh. catch up. It's uh, having trouble launching VLC, apparently. Come on. Oh, fucking uh. laptops, man. Mine's a pile of shit. It really is. Laptops don't have the... Um, the staying power? The staying power. Ma- I mean, MacBooks do. They, they'll they last you a while. But they're also triple the price. Yeah, Hey, guys, exactly. this is Tito from LA. Uh, real quick here, congratulations on the 200 episodes. Thanks, uh, Tito. I really enjoyed the last episode. Um, the banter was really fun <laughs> to listen to. Um, oh, good. Especially the Mass Effect uh, stuff as well. Um, I prefer Mass Effect 3. And I really recommend that... Um, I don't know if you guys have played it, but the Citadel DLC... Um, was really, really great. Um, I think where a lot of people like to complain about the Mass Effect 3 ending, the Citadel addressed what, I, in my opinion, I think what gamers actually wanted, and it was closure. And closure doesn't always mean a good ending. Um, so I really recommend, to understand what I mean, I think you have to play the Citadel because it has just a lot of the, a lot of great one-on-one time. And, and actually, it's really funny, and I would put it on par with Shadow, uh, Lair of the Shadow Broker. Um, so I really recommend playing Mass Effect 3 again if, if you plan on doing it to do it with the Citadel DLC because uh, it made up a lot for uh, you know the the emptiness that people felt. Also, I like to clear the air with uh, Corey and the Last of Us story ending. He did mention pra- and praising the ending and speaking very highly of the story, <laughs> um, and I totally agree with him too about the ending. I mean, you just don't see something like that in books, movies, shows. I couldn't when I beat the game. I my I was just I just sat there for like a minute just thinking about it because I was like holy shit what the fuck just happened, um, it, it was insane. Uh, moving on, Heroes of the Storm. I went on a crazy win streak, and before it finished, um, I think I went 18 wins out of the last 20 games I played. Um, I don't know. I, th- I it was it was pretty awesome, and to be honest, most of them the wins came pretty easily. I was using Nazebo, um, Illidan. And Muradin, uh, mainly Nazebo. He's just awesome. Uh, I normally use um, one 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 uh, skill tree I like to use is Envenom on him because it pre- it's pretty much like a fourth ability you can use. And I just I'll pretty much trap someone and then just unload on them with all my abilities. I don't know how Corey you like to level them up, but I usually use that. And I also use the per- um, gain permanent health and mana to go to start off my character. Um, it was so much fun though. I normally just create pressure on the map. 
and then just kind of move somewhere else, you know, just keep creating pressure. I think my experience in League of Legends pretty much helps with that. Um, then also the Destiny expansion came out, House of Wolves. Um, it's really, it, it just makes the game better. Um, it adds a cool little Prison of Elders um, fire wave thing that, that Halo had. Um, it's a lot more challenging, though. And then also they have something called Trials of Osiris for PvP, which, Eric, I think you'd really be into. It's 3 versus 3. Um, it's super difficult, but it's kind of like an arena run in Hearthstone. You get uh, a max of three losses before you pretty much have to punch out your game card and see what kind of prizes you get. It's really intense, and um, that's not really for me, but if you get nine straight wins, you get to go to a third social space, because uh, the House of Wolves has a second social space that you can hang out in. It's in the uh, the reef where the Wilkin hang out. But if you get nine straight wins, you go to Mercury, to a place called the Lighthouse. And it only opens up for them, and then there's a chest at the end of the social space. You can open it up and get some, you know, some really rare gear out of that. It's really cool. Um, I really enjoyed it. It just makes the, the game so much better. And I'd also like to mention that I have soloed the Crota's End raid on Normal, which I was pretty proud of. It, it, well it was pretty hard as a hunter. But I pretty much, you know, it's easy enough nowadays. A lot of people like to do it as a challenge, and I managed to do it. It was pretty fun. And I think I sent Eric a link. Um, so, yeah, it's just me bragging, whatever. Um, that's all I have. I'll see you guys around. All right. Thanks, Tito. Uh, I'm glad you liked our, our, our banter on our episode. That's kind of what we were going for, I guess. Um, like I said, that's something we hadn't done in, in, in quite a while, so. It was nice to just just talk about video games, you know. Like usually, we're we're I try we try to stay on topic, you know, for the most part. So it was just nice to just babble drunkenly about about <laughs> video games, you know. Our favorite and video games. Our favorite video games. Yep. And I'm so glad Tito brought up the point about me saying how much I love the ending mm-hmm. of The Last of Us because I didn't say it enough. Yeah. I said it like a hundred times. You did. You, <laughs> I, I, like, I swear to God, I never heard Corey talk that no, long. I, I don't before. think he did either. But Not Tito says remember. he has. Tito said he, yeah. conf- he confirms that Corey has talked glowingly. Okay. I just remember, like like we talked about a little bit during the episode, I remember him saying that he watched the, um, the condensed videos of it and that he mm-hmm. just said he loved it and that was it see i i've always felt kind of alone in the last of us love on this podcast yeah. and i i feel a little more close to Corey now okay <laughs> because of his last of us talk last I got week yeah Drunken I, I, or not. I the uh when we did the last of us episode i had just played i don't think i had watched the no videos. you hadn't yes. you hadn't you had you watched afterwards because i think when we were doing the episode uh one of our listeners suggested that that you just go and watch the videos yes, of the storylines. Right. You're right. Might have been yeah. Tito. And I did actually. that later, There's and I mentioned it then. Tito and then I mentioned Mike. it again in our game of the year talk at the end of the year. Mm. See, we were probably drunk during that episode, so I don't remember that. <laughs> the booze, probably. always the fucking booze. Because <laughs> that, that was probably the last time we drank. Right? Was the our, our game, game of the year celebrations? Episodes. Maybe. Yeah, it's probably one or two in between there. Yeah. Patty's Day, maybe. I don't know. Oh, God. Not all of us. I don't think. Yeah, just me. Yeah, and you know, I I was actually thinking about about it this week, and I think for me with that with the ending of The Last of Us, I think I would have been more shocked if Joel hadn't done what he had done. You know, like I felt like if it were me, I would have done exactly what Joel did, which is why I don't think I was surprised by by what he did. 
and shocked by what he yeah, did. Yeah, but the video game Hollywood ending. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm surprised that didn't happen. What? Exactly. What do you mean? Uh, I guess I don't know what you mean. Well, what you're saying, Dan, I mean, you're right. If, if, at like if a Joel... Basic- if, if yeah, Joel at a very had basic human level, like I think a lot of people would probably do that, but you but, just don't see that. You don't see that ending that you would, you yourself would give that story. You don't see it. Yeah. No, I just think I, w- I think I would have been more shocked if he had like walked out and left Ellie to die on the operating table. You know, I think that would have been a shocking ending. I wasn't shocked or surprised by it, by what happened. We shouldn't get too into it, but <laughs> you know. That that that's that was my point. Like, but like, to me, I, well, I don't know. Don't you think that would have been more shocking though? If he the relationship he formed with her over the time, you wouldn't you have been more shocked if no. he had not? No, saved her. Not at all. Really? No, because stuff like that always goes for the ending where things are just resolved. The I, world is saved. Yeah, I I don't know. I no. think well, no, the world the world wasn't saved. The world could have been saved if Ellie had, had exactly. stayed on the table. Right. And I'm I'm not I am surprised that they didn't end it that way. Right. I, see, I would have been surprised. I, and I wonder if my perspective is different, being a parent. Maybe because, like, really, like Ellie filled the role that his daughter left, and you know, I don't think he wanted to lose that again. I think that's again. Uh, I think losing a child is one of the worst things you would ever be able to, uh, you know, experience. It's I a, guess. Which it's is a really good point, I'm man. pissed off that you guys don't give the opening enough credit. Yeah, <laughs> the opening was pretty good. Go ahead, Corey. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't want to. I don't want to turn this into another no, I, I Last know. of Us. No, but that 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 I wanted to bring that up. That maybe yeah. maybe being a parent has something to do with it. Why? Yeah, why that, I, and you're right. That's that's a really interesting. Perspective there, there's no because, way I would because like the the cure thing too was no guarantee either. Because that group of people had killed several other people trying to find the cure, so there was no guarantee yeah. that the human race is going to be saved. I uh, guess Joel kind of t- to me it wasn't Ellie dies or Joel saves her and Ellie lives. It was it was more the world is saved or Joel saves Ellie and leaves. You know the way you describe it, like the 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 way you describe her lying dead on a table. Like I never envisioned that being the Hollywood ending. I sort of envisioned it more as like a positive thing. I, you know. It's all I don't know. I hear Maybe you, I'm Corey. Not a very good job describing what I mean, but yeah. like, I don't know. Yeah. Agree to disagree. Yeah. Yeah. Move it's on. one of those things that. I <laughs> uh, he brought up the Citadel ending too, and I don't think I had ever played the Citadel because I pretty much after I finished Mass Effect the first time, I was I was done with it at that point. Uh, angry at the ending. I don't think I ever played the DLCs after they came out, but I am going to do a at some point. Hopefully the summer, if I can get The Witcher done, I do want to do Mass Effect one through three playthrough um, and see how that goes. I don't know if I'll get to it. I'd like to. We'll see what happens. But I will I definitely we'll get a. I think I, we'll get a three pack. I will definitely uh, definitely play the Citadel DLC because I th- I'm pretty sure Will played it because Will play that game a oh, lot definitely. more than the rest I'm of us. I'm almost positive you played it. Yeah, so he would be able to talk about it a little bit better than we would. But um, I didn't mind the the added endings like they didn't they they clarified the endings a little bit better like with the add-on i don't think that's what the citadel dlc was um but i I had heard from other people that people generally like the citadel dlc too as as a closure to the to the series as opposed to the way it ended um vanilla wise you know i didn't want closure i was happy with the ending 
I know you didn't. I wanted closure. But we don't need to argue about that again either. Um, <laughs> the great debates. We should start making a list. <laughs> we have, we've got a few of them. We should do a great debates episode. <laughs> That's a, that is a great idea. It would never end. We would Dan just and have I, to. Dan and I could talk about the steam boxes for like we, three hours. We would hours. just have to end it. At some point, we'd just have to say agree to disagree <laughs> and be done with it. But the in between, the filler, the pudding of it could be funny. The pudding, yeah. You know? Yeah. Could be very funny. Uh, Tito playing some hots. Uh, Tito was always great at hots. The the handful of times I played with him, the way he's, he's really good at any game that I've played with him. So, and you know what? The way he described how he uses Nazebo is exactly how I use him. Mm-hmm. When you get in Venom and you just trap them in your zombies yeah. and you just hit them with all three of your abilities and and Venom, they're fucked. Mm-hmm. And if you have two people in that lane together, there's no way they're getting out of that. Yeah. That's what I, I I really think. Nazebo is one of those game changers. Like underrated, you can do so many different things in so many different capacities, and just like if if Nazebo is able to kind of do his own thing, and and the team lets him kind of float, I think I think it's really effective. Yeah, I think he, you, you have to pay to attention to him. He's like um, Sylvanas kind of because Sylvanas and Nazebo are both squishy, but if you don't pay attention. Especially Sylvanas, but if you don't pay attention to characters like that, they can really fuck you up. Mm-hmm. Yep, um, in their own different ways. Especially so. if they come out of nowhere. Especially if Nazebo comes out of nowhere, he's such a good damage you, dealer. You, you too. You don't know like where he is, and he pops out and in the middle of a team fight yeah. and changes the tide of the battle. If you, if you get in a lane with him and pair him with like Diablo, especially Diablo, because Diablo can pull somebody back. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then just let Nazebo just deal his damage. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, it's, it's hard you to, can, to top that. If, my, my, fa- my favorite ability of his is uh, the Gargantuan, his ultimate. Mm-hmm. And you trap. You can kill some, anybody, really, if you trap them and drop your Gargantuan in there. As long as they can't escape that, they're, they're, your Gargantuan's going to kill them. Mm-hmm. And it's awesome. really good to, like, if you, there's a character you need to focus on, like a Lily or something, and you can trap her and drop the Gargantuan in there. Yeah. Nothing feels better than a good zombie trap. Nope. (laughs) Although when you trap your teammates, they tend to get a little cranky. (laughs) Well, sure. The only thing I feel like that compares to a good zombie trap is a good pull from Stitches with his hook. I always like seeing that. A good long-distance pull. We'll be talking about this next week. I think next week is our Heroes of the Storm episode, right? Yes. So we'll better be here (laughs) next week. Fucking game. I think I'm not going to come next week. I think I'm calling it now. (laughs) I have such a love-hate with that game. I haven't played it in like two months. I hope they I put think. the new map out for release. We'll have to play a little bit. I should, but I probably won't. If I have the choice to sit down and play The Witcher or <laughs> yeah, right. uh, Heroes of the Storm, point, I'm really not going to play Heroes of the Storm. <laughs> I'm just not. You're right. Anybody in their right mind is going to make that decision. Yeah. You're right. So. Well, we yeah. let, uh, I'll sit out. We can Skype in Will's friend Johnny. There you go. And they yeah. can just talk hot for an hour. It. That works. Uh, what else? Did he hit anything else? Destiny, House of Wolves. Oh yeah, I'm looking forward to getting back into Destiny. It just I I repurchased it at a time when The Witcher came out, which probably wasn't a great idea, but I got a good deal on it, so yeah. whatever. But I'm looking forward to getting back into Destiny. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've heard really almost nothing but good things about what House of Wolves added to it, so yeah. that's exciting. And I think I would enjoy the thing that he was talking about. It's that the 
Trials of Osiris. Is that what it was? It was all German to me. I didn't, yeah, I think didn't it's the Trials that. of Osiris. So We'll see. I still got to play it. And I do still need to do the raids, and I heard it's pretty easy to level up now. Oh, that's so good. I still need to do the raids with Tito. I would uh, I would play it on PC if it ever comes out on PC. I don't know. E3, Dan. I keep hearing rumors that it's coming out, and then, oh, no, it's not coming out. We're fo- focusing on the versions that are already out, so who When's knows? E3? June Two weeks? 15th? In twel- is the 12th the first day of press conferences? Monday. Oh, it's the 11th. Monday. 15th. June 15th. 15th. Is a f- oh, shit, I'm looking at May. Yeah, June 15th is Bethesda. Okay. Oh, boy. Do we know what time? Uh, schedule's out. I think I want to say 6 p.m., but I'm not positive. Oh, good. That's specific. Right? I mean, I'm not again. Not po- I'll I'll pull it up. I got to work till 3 p.m. every day that week. So how dare you? You Micro- know, Microsoft's, it's the first year. I'm not going to be able to. Microsoft's is uh, like nine in the morning or something. Yeah, like I can that. miss that. I'm going to try try to watch all of them. We'll see how it goes. It all depends on how the kids are behaving that day. You know. Yeah. And if I can divert some attention for a few minutes. Just put them to bed at, like, 4 p.m. <laughs> They'll figure it out. They'll go to sleep eventually. Yeah, I would I would if I could. Would if I could. <laughs> All right. Uh, Twitter feedback. Dave in Boston. Witcher 3 is as addictive as winning Super Bowls. Hashtag free Brady. <laughs> Real. D- Dave is a little bent out of shape over the uh, Tom Brady suspension. Yeah. How do we feel about that? Tom Brady. Suspension? I don't like it. Four I, games. I don't like it either. I could care less that he did that. I, I say it once. I'll say it again. They beat him by damn near forty points. Yeah. Whatever. Not just that, but I feel like this is on the officials. If the pressure of the game balls is something that needs to be checked, I think the officials are the ones who who failed and needed to check it. You know, yeah. if it was that important, the officials should have checked the yeah. game balls or randomly check one or two occasionally. You know. Mm-hmm. But that's just my, I don't know. my thoughts. I like the uh, the meme that went around uh, listing all the players who have killed people and <laughs> haven't gotten suspensions for it. Yeah. And then it, Tom Brady is in the corner, and it's like deflated footballs, four games. <laughs> exactly. Like, that's what the NFL is kind of a mess. It is. Bit. Roger Goodell's a jackass. Yeah. Um. I. The, and, well, I mean, what was his face? What's his face? Rice. Ray Rice. Two games for having video evidence of him. Wait, I thought he got suspended for the year. It was a two-game suspension, then the team cut him, I think. Okay, that could be it. I don't remember. See, the yeah. th- half the problem is I could give two shits yeah. about anything, really. Yeah. So I just don't pay any attention. Yeah. That's why I don't you know. Just, you just watch watch your team, and that's it. Exactly. That's kind of, that's what I do. I, I know these you. that some of these guys might not be favorable <laughs> right. in any situation. Right. You know, so whatever. Yeah. It's something you deal with. Yeah. Uh, Mike in Minnesota says, I'm in love with The Witcher. That's my feedback. As I, we, as I think we. he nailed it. As are we, man. Yeah. <laughs> I think he nailed it with that. Yeah. We could have just started our main segment and said, we're in love with The Witcher, let's move on. As are all of you. <clears throat> yeah. Good stuff. Uh, Ryan in Iowa says, I finally pulled the trigger and got Fire Emblem Awakening for 30 bucks plus tax. I'm renting Valerie's 3DS for another 80 hours. Such a good game. Um, yeah. I absolutely love Fire Emblem Awakening. I, that's one of the games that I I wish I didn't trade in because I probably would play it once a week. You know, just the way the relationships with the characters and having children so good, so good. Nice. I hope you like it, Ryan. I think you will. 
<clears throat> it's good stuff. Yeah, I think I, I put the new one. I think I put like forty two hours in my first playthrough, and I was like most of the way through second playthrough. Another like thirty some odd hours or something. Uh, and then he says, "Until Dawn is a must buy for me." Very excited. We need another good horror game for PS4. Yeah, <clears throat> agreed. Uh, you guys have to be talking lots of hockey. I hope the West series fucking epic and lots of Rangers talk. I bet. Corey. <laughs> This series against Tampa has been one of the, like, most schizophrenic. back and forth, like, schizophrenic, weird, unpredictable series I think I've ever seen the Rangers play. Yeah. It's like, they'll get shut out, and then they'll score seven goals, and then, you know, I don't know, it's just, I can't figure out, I can't figure it out. Yeah. How are we uh, feeling about tomorrow? I'm actually feeling pretty good about tomorrow, but... I hate that I just said that because now I feel like I jinxed it. <laughs> Knock right. on wood. I haven't, I haven't been watching. Huh? Is uh, which game was it? Game five? They won like five to two or something like that. Yeah, <clears throat> five one. Um, yeah, was it? I don't, I don't know. It doesn't doesn't matter. But when I don't watch, is when they score goals, and when I do watch, is when mm. Tampa scores. Um, so I just, I didn't watch the last game, game six. Uh, I watched for like. 15 minutes or something but I, then I was just so tired I went to bed and then I woke up and saw it was 7-4 and I'm like yeah I don't know if I'll be watching game 7 <laughs> you have yeah. to watch game 7 I know I have never been a superstitious person either Either I've never believed in that but I don't know I'm not particularly superstitious either but I find if I don't feel good about when my team about my team and them winning games that's when they do yep. better and surprise me yep um, but the thing, the, here's why I work. think the, the Rangers will pull it out tomorrow is they've been lighting up Ben Bishop, and that means Tampa can't play their game. If Tampa can't play their game and they have to play defense, I mean, they're yeah. not going to score goals. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's just what I think. And Henrik Lundqvist, Game 7, at home at MSG. Unbeaten, I think, is is the stat. Hmm. Hammer and Hank. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Yeah, but I really first for everything. Right. I haven't watched any hockey I don't think since the like early second round. I watched uh Tampa Bay and Detroit game, but other than that I haven't watched. I've barely paid any attention. I just don't care, you know. I don't either. I checked the scores, but eh, I don't even remember to do that. Like I forgot that the Rangers were playing the other night and I checked like at four o'clock in the afternoon the next day i was like oh hey the rangers won because i'm not on twitter too so that you know yeah. I'm, I'm definitely more out of the loop than i usually i am. checked in the morning actually because i had hung out with with uh Corey and will for the first period right so i was interested to see how it turned out yeah and i know the yeah, left, after the, you left eric we turned it off and then oh really <laughs> lit it up yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's funny and i know the west series is three to three too so that'll be going to yeah. game seven i know so who's I know. home just, who's home ice in that? anaheim oh good so Actually, well, I don't fuck both those teams. <laughs> That's kind of how I feel too. I don't. I don't want to see either. They're, they've both been good for yeah. a long time. I, I want to see. Wanted to see someone new. Calgary. I would have been happy, thrilled with Calgary going. But who would you happen. rather want to play? Uh, well, Anaheim, because my team was beaten by the Blackhawks early in the. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I just don't think Anaheim is as solid top to bottom. I know they've got. Experience some bruisers, too. yeah. The Blackhawks were more experienced, so yeah, I would rather face they Anaheim. Have, they have that uh, sort of Rangers uh, ability to find a way to win games. Yes, yes, they do. That they shouldn't. Yep, absolutely. But still, I think we can all agree that Corey Crawford video from a couple <laughs> yeah, years ago when epic. they won the 
the cup and he was hammered up. Yep, that was pretty pretty great. <laughs> Still pretty great video. When, at the parade? Yeah. Yeah, that was good. Biggest <laughs> fucking bunch of beauties in the league. <laughs> nice. Uh, talk about FIFA uh, and the arrests. Oh, God. FIFA's a mess. I honestly don't. I, I know a little bit about it. Um, I guess there's like 14 guys that got arrested um, for basically bribes. I've heard it's fairly corrupt. Oh, big time. It's always been corrupt. Uh, the, the president of FIFA is a piece of shit. And he actually is not one of the people that got arrested. Of course. I wish he was. The, the re-election is supposed to be tomorrow for president. He's 80 years old. It gets to a point where you got to go. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, just the game needs to grow. Yeah. And it's just not going to. He has nobody to answer to. Right. Um. So, I mean, from the top, it just, the shit trickles down. Right. And people are taking bribes to see what what country is going to get the World Cup, basically. And that's what happened. Um. Some of the bribes were up to like a million and a half dollars for a vote. Of wow! Whose for one country vo- is going for one to get vote? It. Yes, that's insane. Uh, that that stuff is probably more rampant in all sports oh than God, we realize, yes. though. But it's really bad in soccer, is it? Yeah, because I, I feel like there's just so many freaking leagues and yeah. just so much that can happen. There's more opportunity for yeah. corruption, and there's so many different countries involved. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, that care about soccer, right, or football, whatever. Um. That that's their that's their thing is yeah. is footy, and it's just ridiculous that countries like I don't know is it, is it pronounced Qatar, 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 whatever. I always pronounce it Qatar. Some people say Qatar, but that's not yeah. stupid. That a country like that that is going to have to pour billions of dollars into building stadiums. You've seen it with Brazil. Like they are having terrible economical stuff going on down there, and they just poured all this money yeah. into building stadiums. And parking lots that are just not used anymore. Yeah. Like, what a fucking waste. Yeah. And they're getting these things because of the bribes. When a country like the United States, that should be a viable candidate, has how many stadiums built across the country? Yeah. 32 NFL teams. Yeah. That can house 70,000 people. Yeah. Done. Yeah. Ready to go. Yeah. Is, is losing out of bed to a country like Qatar, especially on top of all of that bullshit, the weather problem there. It's a desert. Yeah, it's awful. It's a terrible the, climate. I saw that there, the deaths for the construction workers is through the roof for, yeah. for that. I think it's at 4,000 people already. Yeah. It's, it's insanity. Yeah. But money rules everything, so they don't care that 4,000 people have died. Yeah. Because they've got a million and a half dollars in their yeah. pocket. Hopefully yeah. they'll all go the fuck to jail. Yeah. And hopefully it changes. It won't. Yeah. I look at it the same as I look at government. It's right. not going to change. No. That's why I don't vote. Yeah. Why bother? Fuck it. I'll play the Witcher. Replace one turd with another turd. Exactly. The great South Park episode. Douche and turd. Watch it. Yep. If you're so. feeling excited for this this year, the next year's election, watch Douche and Turd. Uh, I don't. That's that. We don't even need to get into that. But yeah, Ryan. I. I mean, I think everybody that's a soccer fan can agree that uh, it sucks that that stuff goes on. It really does. Yeah. You see, in like some of the the leagues, like uh, I think it was a, I don't know if it was the Italian league or something, but a goalie just clearly pulls his hand away from a ball that he should have saved and lets it go in. Right. Like, it's match fixing. Yeah. Took a took a bat. Yeah. Or had money bet on the game. Whatever the for case his team is. to lose. Yeah. So it's it's frustrating that that stuff goes on. Yeah. Um, 
don't know. We'll see what happens. Hopefully they get what they deserve. Yeah. And hopefully the U.S. gets awarded a fucking World Cup because yeah. we can do it. You know? Yeah. And we'll the, still use our stadiums. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and the U.K. has a lot of football stadiums, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Some big ones around London, no doubt. Oh, my God. Um, there's three huge teams in London. Yeah. There's better places. Yeah. Uh, it's frustrating. Anyway. Russia's involved in that, too. Okay. The, Russia is the next World Cup. Oh. And then... 2018? 20, mm, yes. Yes, 2018. And, and 2022. 2022 is the one Qatar. for Qatar. Gotcha. Already 4,000 people have died. Yeah. Who knows by 2022 how many more. Ugh. That's infuriating. Yeah. Okay. Uh, if you're wondering, EA finally came around and is now gender equal in the FIFA game. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I didn't. This just came out today, I think, yeah. and I don't know if they added a lot of women's team. I just heard national teams. All of them? I just heard national teams. I okay. Because I, all I know, it. I think for sure, is that they added the U.S. women's team. Okay. Which is awesome. Yeah, I think I think they added national teams, like, in for general. Like, I don't know, maybe the ones that compete in the, world, in the world, Women's like the, World Cup. The, the better known ones. That's yeah. that's cool. I th- yeah. Why not? I mean, the U.S. women's team is better than the men's team. Why shouldn't they have a fucking spot in FIFA? I agree. You know? Yeah. Um, I think it's cool. I got no problem with that. I'll play with them. Yeah. Whatever. I think it's awesome. I guess a lot of people are pissed off about it, and I don't know why. Why anybody would be against that is beyond my realm of thought. But right, I'd have to look more into what their arguments were for it. There, there really is no arguments can't against think of it. What one yeah. would be? But. That would be stupid. Why? Yeah. Why? Why do you care? Yeah. If you don't want to play as a women's team, just then don't just play don't. as a women's it, team. It, exactly. Why does anybody care about anything? Right. Um, <laughs> it's. But, a, I just care about nothing. So exactly. Yeah, U- U.S. women's team kicks ass. Uh, I will use them. I think it's awesome. Mm-hmm. So excellent. Uh, I closed the feedback on accident. My, oh, tablet, my tablet's being a jerk. Uh, this is from from Facebook from Travis who says, "Hey athletes, I finally broke down, down and bought the Mario Kart 8 DLC last week." I have to say, uh, those new tracks are pretty awesome. Nintendo's really figured out how to do DLC, at least for Mario Kart anyway. I think my favorite two tracks are the Zelda one and the Excite Bike one. The changes they made to the music and coins on the Zelda track is awesome. I also like the Neon Bowser one, too. I also bought The Witcher 3 the other day. Dang, that game is epic. Every single quest feels like they matter. There's a quest I just completed called Family Matters. I don't want to spoil it, so I'll say that it might be one of the most meaningful quests I've ever completed in any RPG. That is a Bloody Baron quest line. We're going to be talking about that later. And he's absolutely right. Um, Fucking awesome. I I couldn't agree more. It was was fantastic. Corey, I don't want to build this too much up for you and have you be disappointed by it, by the way. Build what up? The Bloody Baron quest line i didn't hear you mm. better that way anyway uh also that collectible card game called gwent oh we didn't even talk about no that. we didn't talk about gwent i didn't really play gwent that I much i specifically did not play it at all yeah <laughs> i played one match uh, i couldn't really figure it out and then i wanted to move on i don't need another thing to keep me tied down which in, is exactly why i didn't play it so <laughs> Uh, that game is crazy addictive. I've never played a collectible card game before other than Sayback in Knights of the Old Republic, uh, but I'm hooked in Gwent. On Gwent. Tried playing Magic once, but I'm too, ba- too damn old and uh, didn't have the patience <laughs> for it. I kind of wish CD Projekt Red would just release Gwent to be played on mobile devices. I think I would actually spend money on it. Anyway, once again, you guys have an awesome podcast, and I really enjoy listening to it, so keep it up. Thanks, Thanks. Travis. Yes. You know, I... 
That's not the first time I've heard that that mm-hmm. CD Projekt Red should release Gwent as a card game or as a uh, like a Hearthstone. Is Gwent new to The Witcher Three? Yeah, it is. Yeah, I've heard nothing but great things about it. Everyone loves which it, which is why I don't want to play it. <laughs> right? Maybe later. Right? Maybe. I don't know, but I heard it described on another podcast. It sounds pretty fucking cool. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I mean, part of my problem, I played one match. Part of my problem is I didn't understand it. I'm sure once I figured out the rules and stuff, I would, I would love it. Um, but again, I don't want something else to distract me from the awesome storyline and quests and stuff. The side quests, you know. Yep. So, I'm nervous, nervous to get into it. Idaho Jake so. in the chat says he does not like Gwent. Okay, I'm not a fan either, guys. No. Why not? Uh, I don't know. I play a lot of different true to Hearthstone card games, and uh, this one, <laughs> I don't know. I I haven't really fully wrapped my head around it yet, so that's why I didn't say anything. But uh, I'm not a huge fan right off the bat. Oh, gotcha. But we'll see. You know, I'll give it more time and, and mess around with it, and right. maybe it'll click. But right, gotcha. Too random. Yeah. I don't I, feel like there's. I, I, have I don't no, feel skill. I have no idea how it works, so I couldn't even tell you. Uh, email Idaho Jake says, "Hey, just wanted to congratulate you guys on 200 episodes. What games? This is you, from last week. This is from last week. Yes. Okay. Uh, what games do you think would be the best and worst for the new virtual realities coming out? No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky. Yeah, I think like racing games. It's going to do a lot for uh, piloting games. It's going to do a lot for." Uh, Whatever I, that new game that was announced a few weeks ago that they actually said was going to be for Morpheus uh, with the dinosaurs in it. Oh. It's an open yeah. world sur- survival dinosaur game. Yeah. That game I know too. what you're talking about. I can't, <laughs> yeah. I can't think of what it's called, but yeah. I know what you're talking about. Uh, Dying Light. Yeah. Would be awesome. Hor- I think horror games would be incredible. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to play them myself. Well, I would have to wear diapers. I just couldn't. I don't think I could handle it mentally. Okay. Like my nerves would just break down. Yeah, that'll be fun when we can stream that stuff. <sighs> Dan, I can't. I, I don't think I could do it. But I think I'm horror, horror games would yeah. be amazing. Yeah. No, I think uh, like like I said, racing and piloting games translate well because you know, for me, like when I'm playing games, I, I'm sitting in a chair. When you're driving, you're sitting in a chair, yeah. like looking around. Same thing with piloting, like. Uh, I, I I don't know. First person stuff might might be weird, like that you're moving yeah. and like in the headset. I don't know. We'll see what, see what comes works. out. But they, they make that Virtuix Omni that tread treadmill thing that you can run and spin around mm-hmm. in too. So yeah, I mean that would be really cool to have for for Dying Light. Yeah, you know, running from zombies. Uh, it would be great to for getting in shape. I think sure um, because you spend the whole time running Couldn't away from hurt. zombies. <laughs> so that would be a cool thing if you got the room and the money for it. Like, uh, oh, you know what would be fucking awesome? Pod Racer. Pod Racer would be great. They would need to do a remake, I think. Well, yeah. Um, Up- updated Pod person. Racer yeah. VR. Yeah. Oh. You know EA's not going to do it, though. Well, no. Of course not. Because they don't want to make they They hate money. Or you remember Wave Race 64? Wave Race 64 was underrated. Oh, very. That was a great game. Very much so. Corey? Golf. Golf? <laughs> Golf? You just fucking go play golf. It's too expensive. It is expensive. I do agree with that. Did you see they made a foot golf course at yeah. Traditions? Yeah, that seems kind of cool. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna do it. Yeah, I think that would be What's fun. That? It's like soccer and golf mixed yeah. together. You, you kick a ball at, at the thing instead of 
using golf clubs. <laughs> Do you have to wear special shoes? No. Just... It's something I'd be way better at. Yeah. Seems silly. I think it'd be fun. I think it'd be fun, too. Oh, I mean, the reason I play golf is to drive drink. the golf carts and drink beer. Yeah. So if I can still do that. Yeah, you, I don't I don't fun. know if there's any golf carts. You probably just walk. But. Yeah, it's, it's the, the holes are much shorter. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm out. Yeah, golf. Yeah, I just <laughs> am so bad at golf that I cannot, in my head, wrap around spending $40 yeah. for something I'm fucking terrible at. Yeah. I, I golfed when I was able to for free. Yeah. Um, and a, a little bit when I was a little bit younger, like five or six years ago, when I was better at it, I didn't mind going somewhere. But it's still 40 bucks for uh, 18 holes is, is a bit much. Yeah. Even when I was like not not even decent, but yeah. not as terrible as I am now at golf. But yeah. Any other, other thoughts on what will be good on VR, Corey? Um, what about sports games? Like other sports games? I don't know. No. They'd have to be first person. Too too much going on. It would have to be first person. Like, yeah, I don't. I, I'm trying to think of an example. Well, I mean, NHL had first person. Did it? I thought it was third person. No, there was a first. Maybe not it in the a, more recent. It was ones, a football but I know game. There was. You're talking about NFL Two K Five? Yeah, it was one of the NFL games that had first person mode. It was. It was Two K Five. Yeah, that would have been fun. Yeah, that would have been fun. Scary. Yeah. They should. They could make a special sports game for first person. That would be. I fun. mean, anything. You guys already talked about it a little bit, but any like anything where you're sitting somewhere and you're just turning your head to look around. Yeah. It's about it, how like on rails games would work. I don't know. Yeah, I just think the the piloting and, and racing. It's just an easy mm-hmm. fit. You know. Agreed. There's not that weird uh, moving, but not moving mess with your head type of thing. You know? I think No Man's Sky is a perfect game for it. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. It's got dinosaurs in space. <laughs> what else do you want? Nothing. Yeah. I want for nothing but that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> okay. Uh, here's my review. This is Jake still. Here's my review uh, on The Witcher 3. First off, of course, it is gorgeous. The sunset and sunrise is breathtaking, but some little things I noticed, like hair flow, is pretty sick in the way the grass and trees blow in the wind. I have never seen such detail. Uh, when the wind blows or the rain falls, I feel like I'm there. I also notice the lighting. When you go into a wooded area, you feel like you are there in the forest. Now, I know Eric complained about the combat, and I told him you have to treat it like Dark Souls. Where you go into a battle, expect to lose and use dodge a lot. Also, in combat, stay on your horse as much as you can because you have a better chance for a one-hit kill. And how much fun is it to dismember someone? The dismemberments are awesome, too. I agree with yeah, that. Yeah, they are. Mm. What? I, I can't call them awesome because uh, there's another game that made them awesome and this doesn't really hold up to the what was Shadow the other game? of Mordor. Oh, bullshit. Oh, Shadow of Mordor's dismembers are way better. Disagree. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know how you could disagree with that. I'm not even going to agree to disagree on that. <laughs> I think the only game with dismemberment that I would put it with is Rise. Rise was good, yeah. I don't even remember Shadow of Mordor dismembering. You're right, the dismemberments were good. Um... I don't know. I, I think because it doesn't happen as much in The Witcher, I think it's more satisfying when it does happen. There was a lot of dismembering in uh, in Shadow of Mordor. That could be. Maybe maybe cheapened it a little bit. But no. when you nope. like in The Witcher, when you chop someone in half, like on the torso, <laughs> and the just the way the body falls, it looks so cool. I love it. I, lo- I love. It Actually, too. I kept my Griffin trophy on because it gives me a bigger chance to dismember. Yeah, it moves up to like ten percent or something yeah. like that. I think. Yeah. 
Uh, where was I? Potions, magic, and bombs will also be your friend. So read the bestiary because I am a true badass because of it. On to the massive world. Holy hell, is it a big, beautiful place? And thank God for fast travel. My goal is to make all the question marks uh, so go away so I have a lot of work to do. Oh, super, boy, do you. Yeah. I'm super into the story, and I like how you get to play Siri and storytelling. That's another thing we didn't talk about. I didn't want to spoil that for Corey. I knew that. We I, talked about that. No, I know, but I didn't want to talk specifically about it. Oh. Uh, I kind of have a crush on Siri, I'll be honest. So I wanted to talk so about that. our favorite women so far. Oh, like who the best looking was? Well, you Total package. Okay, I have a crush on Siri. I'll be. I'll say Siri's that. the one for you, huh? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I am super into the story, and I like how you get to play a Siri in storytelling. I'll give one helpful lint, hint. Loot everything. You never know what you will find. Well, that's it for me. Thanks, Jake. Glad you like it as much as we are. Mm-hmm. Um, as I said, I'm going to be playing The Witcher for a while because I'm not going to. I'm not going to rush through it like I like I have been for for games. Um, I'm going to play it like I did Dragon Age and just do everything that I feel like I need to. I probably won't do every question mark, but I'm going to do a lot of them. Uh, and I'll oh, bounce God, back and forth. I don't know how you could do all of them. Holy shit. There's a shit. lot. There really is. And the map is huge. Um, their claim of 200 hours of gameplay is probably not that far off. If you want, and they're going to put do out everything. DLCs, DLCs yeah. that are new areas? And, and new missions and Ugh. stuff. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot of content. Surely somebody's done everything by now, right? Well, probably. I would think so. Check the how long to beat. That's. I think last time I saw it was like 100. For completionists, it was like 145 hours or something like that. Completionists, 151 hours. Okay. Uh, That's uh, mediocre for accuracy, though. Okay. I mean, the longer you go, the closer those will get, but that seems right. Bryson, Minnesota. Hey, Thumbstick Athletes, congratulations on reaching episode 200, and thanks for sharing your top 10 lists. In episode 199, Corey had mentioned the possibility of a Witcher movie sometime in the future. My question to you guys is this. Would you rather have them make a Witcher movie or a Witcher TV series? I personally think it would make a better Netflix, AMC, or HBO series. You guys remember Hercules, Legendary Journeys, and Xena, Warrior Princess? The Witcher seems like it would be that type of a show. Thanks, Bryce from Minnesota. Uh, Thanks, Bryce. Um, yeah, we did our top 10 lists. I don't know if, how, how long you've been listening, but uh, also for episode one and 100. So you can, if you want, you can go back and listen and see how our games have, have changed over the course of almost four years now. Uh, pretty significantly, I would think, especially from uh, episode one to episode 100. I think my list would have changed more than episode 100 to 200, if I had to guess. Because I only changed a handful of games from... 100 to 200. I think mine changed more from 200 or 100 to 200. 100 to 200. If I had to guess. Okay. Uh, Corey, Witcher movie. Would you rather say movie or TV series? Uh, I think he brings up a good point, especially what we were talking about with TV earlier. Yeah. Uh, and he compares it to Xena and Hercules, which I totally remember. Oh, yeah. Because I used to watch those and want so much more out of them than I got. Yeah just because it was that kind of setting that I wanted. Yeah. But uh, I think a Witcher series that's less 90s Xena, Hercules, and more Game 2000s of Thrones. Uh, Game of Thronesy, which it fits well. But even, like, it wouldn't even have to be serial like Game of Thrones. It could just be 
one story and then another story the next week and then yeah, another story the next of week. the witcher moving on to a new, new area and taking on a new contract you know it would be sure. contract based like oh, oh that he sounds comes awesome in, yeah he comes in this week and does this contract to kill this monster and that would yep. be awesome yep. that's yeah. a great yeah. idea it's more you know single camera c- cinematic not like a multi-camera crappy tv show yeah definitely jake in the chat says hbo plus witcher equals magic yeah agreed yeah, HBO or, or, I mean, we talk about the Netflix original series. They're all really good. Uh, Marco Polo I watched, which was, was really good. Um, AMC is the same thing with their their, their TV series. I'd rather Definitely. see a series, I think, than a movie. Yeah. Because I think it's such a rich world that one movie, I don't wouldn't know. Do it justice. It wouldn't do it justice, yep. absolutely. Uh, because you know, they're pressed for time with showing things. You know, It would have to be about a two-hour movie. You know, and there's characters enough. that are already built that you could use in yeah, the series and yeah. you'd want you to expand draw from, on them, yep. you know? There's a lot of material to draw from, definitely. Yeah. Okay. I think that's up for that's feedback. That's a good question. That is a good question. But I, I'm in agreement now. I think it, it would definitely make a better TV series. Sure. Okay. Any other thoughts? No. Corey? I don't think so. Question of the week? Do have a question of the week, and it was inspired by the Nintendo Humble Bundle. Nice. If you could buy, oh wait, I phrased it better. I already put it up on the website. Uh, what other item or industry would work best for Humble Bundle style pay what you want fundraisers? Hmm. Interesting. That's cool. Okay. Sounds good. Um, I don't have my card again. <laughs> if you wanna, if you wanna find us, uh, the best place is is our website www.thumbstickathletes.com. Our Twitter feed, uh, links to our Twitter feed, our Facebook, our YouTube, uh, Instagram, all on there. So if you want to find us, that's the best place. Uh, you can feed, uh, email us feedback at w no thumbstickathletes at gmail.com. Man, <laughs> it's been it's been a long day. My brain at this point just shuts down. Um, the easiest thing, and if it were me, what I would do, uh, you're on the go. Actually, save this phone number to your cell phone right now. Yeah. It's the Thumbstick Athletes voicemail <laughs> inbox. Yeah. You know, you're driving in your car if you're allowed to use your cell phone or you're at work. and you think, Hands-free oh, device. I have a question or uh, interesting piece of information. 607-527-0547. Yep, that's our voicemail. You don't have to talk to anybody. You just talk at the voice machine yeah no one will pick up maybe <laughs> that'd be hilarious it used to uh when we first got it i had it tied to my cell phone okay but when it would ring it would come up as thumbstick athletes in my phone so i knew not to answer it gotcha and then i just stopped having it forwarded yeah. to my cell phone right because you didn't want to be tempted to answer it yeah if i had had a few yeah <laughs> dark and stormies on a friday night or something tied one on yeah <laughs> hello <laughs> that would Sparky be here. That would freak me out if I was calling calling like a podcast I listened to and somebody answered. Yep, agreed. Uh, next week's episode will be on Heroes of the Storm. It's looking like. Are we also going to do E three predictions at all? Probably. That'll be the week after, right? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, we'll do our E three predictions the week after. You're right. Yep. Um, Heroes of the Storm. Uh. Oh. It'll be Thursday or Friday next week. Probably Thursday. By the way, I was yes. wrong about the E3 schedule. Bethesda is Sunday. Oh. That's yeah, even so, better. Uh, June 14th, Bethesda is 10 p.m. East, 7 p.m. Pacific. 
Okay. And then you've got Microsoft, EA, Ubisoft, Sony all going on the 15th, starting at 9.30 and going through till 6 p.m. Sony starts. Okay. Nintendo, Square, and the PC Gaming Show are all on the 16th. Cool. That's all Pacific time, right? Yeah. Uh, Unless I specified, yes. Okay. You can find... Yeah, I mean it's it's out there. It's out there. Just Google E three twenty fifteen schedule. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that'll do it for oh spoilers. Spoilers. Yeah, we're gonna do. Um, we're gonna play the end credits and then we're gonna talk about uh the Witcher three thus far for us. Spoilerific. Spoilerific. Yeah, we're gonna talk about all the white white orchard stuff and uh, headed into Vizima. And then after that, me and Eric are going to record a quick hangover where we're going to talk about the Bloody Baron quest line. So, Oh, uh, I forgot to give someone that. a shout-out. Okay, let's hear it. Friend of the show, Tim. Uh, shout-out to him. And just so he knows, his buddy Griffin is really wondering about the camping trip, so he should reach out to him and figure that out. There you go. He'll know what that means. Sounds good. Are you getting something free from him for doing that? No. <laughs> Remember when he gave me something for doing something in the podcast? <laughs> Hey, didn't he want you to say meow or something? Yeah, like they did in uh, Super Troopers. Yeah. I think I had to do yeah. it ten times it without be... telling anybody why. Yeah. None that of you none of you even up, asked what I was doing. <laughs> You're all just like, well, Eric's usually a fucking idiot, so I guess we'll just go with it. Did you know they're doing another Super Troopers? Yes. Yeah, leave it alone. Same actors? Okay. Leave it the fuck alone. Point, point, break, too. Point, point break, too. They're doing a new one. But anyway, oh, yeah. that'll do it for episode 201 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Eric. I'm Corey. Thanks for listening, and get out of my basement. Okay, and we're back after the the end credits of the episode. We're going to talk about spoilers to this point. Now, Corey is not, uh, as far as me and Eric in the main story, he's just through Vizima and just at the beginning beginning stages of Velen. So we're going to do spoilers up to that point, uh, starting in Kaer Morin, right? The Witcher Stronghold. Uh, it's actually a dream sequence, the initial thing of uh, Geralt of Rivia, who's... Uh, it's just a dream like I, I i thought it might maybe it was even a flashback but it just it just goes through the the training of of your character you know you learn how to do all the combat stuff and uh be, it, it's under the guise of training siri the the female like adopted daughter of Geralt at the beginning uh and at the end of it she kind of wanders off she's chasing uh it was the head of like a training dummy or something that she chopped off or, yes it or flew over the walls fl- flew over a wall and she goes over over the wall to get it and uh it doesn't come back right away uh and then the wild hunt attacks which is the at least it seems to be the primary antagonist in the game so far uh they're after siri for whatever reason and they come and take her away and then Geralt wakes up uh with vesemir 
who was one of the old like statesmen, old elder statesmen, the old guard. Yeah, the elder statesman Witcher. Um, and uh, you know, to explain that it, it was a dream. Like I said, I had thought initially going through that it had been a flashback, but it was actually like just just a straight up dream. I introduces you to some of the characters. You get to meet Yennefer, um, which is cool. Was Yennefer in the first game, Corey? Nope. Okay, so that's the first time you come across Yennefer, too. Who she's introduced also during the dream sequence at the beginning. There's oh, wait, wait, wait. I she's a new character of her. No, she's she's actually like in in the storyline and stuff. You just don't ever like meet her. Oh, okay. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, she's in the whole and like throughout all of them, right? I don't know if if she's mentioned in uh, I don't know. I remember in two she's mentioned in passing as like a former love interest kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, and like he spends the a lot of the second game trying to piece together his past, which heavily involved Yennefer. Okay. Um in, in The Witcher too, as he's recovering from his amnesia. So uh, so yeah, move, moving on from there, the Vesemir and Geralt kind of go into a small village called. I don't remember the name, the name of the village. Nope. <laughs> no, there's a lot of names for this the small villages, and they go into the tavern. Uh, I forget what happens there. It's been like there's a, week. a little bit of controversy yeah. with some locals, which seems to always happen to Geralt when he goes somewhere. Yeah, I think, and I I think we talked about this this past or last week's episode, but in this game, you're definitely more you feel more like an outcast because like people will spit at you as you're going by and. You know, Everybody they, wants they, to fight you. Yeah, or they'll they'll call you cold, heartless bastard uh, quite a bit. Um, freak. What, yeah, freak uh, is another thing they call him. Witch fucker. I haven't heard that one. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you definitely feel like more of an outcast. So, and but they set that up nicely at the beginning when you have a. Does the tussle happen at the beginning, Corey? Mm-hmm. No, later on. Okay. That's see that's the part I watched when you were finishing. Mm-hmm. So so you do uh you know you do some you do some Witcher and you get you get introduced to the to the land land traversal. Um, I'm drawing blanks on details. It's not. I mean, the details of the opening part aren't that important. I think no. it's, no. it is meant to just teach you the basics. Yeah. And basically, all you need to understand is that the Nilf Guardians are pushing from the south. Yeah. And you're seeing a little bit of that. Uh, in the in the White Orchard area, because there's a lot of battlefields with bodies strewn abound and and destroyed towns and all that kind of stuff. Nilf Guardian soldiers are kind of enforcing martial law in the area. Yeah, um, also known as the Black Ones. The Black right? Ones, yeah, yeah, they're the kingdom in the south who yep. who destabilized the Northern Kingdom so they could take them over. And the correct. the Black Ones is comes from their armor, correct? Yeah, because they wear black armor. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, they destabilized the Northern Kingdoms in the second game so they could invade, uh, which at least so far uh, seems to be working out pretty well for them. But um, you, yeah, Sorry. but but you get a contract. You're 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 chasing Yennefer. You you want to find Yennefer. You hear she's in the area. Uh, you get a contract from the local Nilf Guardian like commander, I guess, to kill a Griffin in exchange for information. A Griffin had been uh, terrorizing the local local populace. And so that's that's your your initial uh, foray into witchering, I guess. There's a kind of a side mission the um, the contract for the devil in the well is that what it was called? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. Um, which was cool. 
we already talked about that, so we don't probably don't need to get into that one again, right? I think yeah. we talked about that both last week and this week, right? Yeah, that was probably my favorite. Well, I don't. I like the one with the brothers too, but I think in in terms of what I like about the Witcher game, I think the Devil in the Well was a pretty good early showcase for it. Yeah, and I just like, and even when he's tracking the Griffin, I just like when he does that Sherlock Holmesy kind of. Oh, there's this here, and this means blank. Oh, but look at this. This means yeah. blank. You know, and he's just like dissecting every little thing and and doing his his tracking and all that stuff. Like yeah. I, I love that part of it. Yeah, and what ended up happening was the Nilfgaardian soldiers went to the to the nest and they killed the Griffin's wife and they smashed the eggs of the Griffin's unborn children. So he went on a rampage lost that, his mind yeah that's why he ended up attacking like the people in the area mm-hmm. um so you, you know you figure that out and uh so you invest in your set a trap for the griffin and fight him and hopefully kill him yeah. if you're, hopefully you're not stuck on that part because that wasn't too hard of a fight no <laughs> so you do that you complete your contract you go back into the town you have a little tussle with some local popul- populace um you end up beheading some of them and Killing, killing a few of them because I don't even remember how that whole conflict started. They were just upset with you for being witchers, right? Was that at the pub? Yeah, that was at the no, pub. No, 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 no. They were uh, – that was the second one, the uh, second pub. The first one, they there's the woman who gets upset with the innkeep because she's very That's what sort it was. of ne- neutral in the whole thing. Yeah. And that was – I alluded she, she to was it. A, in she the was pub. a Temerian patriot, and she was angry with the, the innkeep for sitting Taking the down their or flags yeah. or something like that. Just because she wanted it to be over with, you know, she was done with the whole conflict, and she's like, "I just want to live my life now. Yep. Like it's lost." Mm-hmm. Um, but that was the moment I alluded to in the podcast where Geralt did something I thought was very uncharacteristically Geralt, mm-hmm. where the Tamarian Patriot started bouncing the head of the innkeep off of the bar mm-hmm. and bloodied her up real good. And Geralt went over and reached out to her and like asked her if she was okay, which is fine. But what really, what really sort of got to me was the way he said it and the way they made him look like it was he looked very concerned mm-hmm. whereas the Geralt you know, I've sort of become used to is this guy who's very reluctant in anything he does to help yeah and it, it seems like a lot of what he does has in the past been inspired by uh, money for the most part for for these kind of conflicts right or something very personal 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 to him right. someone he loves or cares about a lot and just for him to get up and like reach out to her as quickly as he did and in the way that he did made me worry a little bit hmm. because that's part of what I love so much about Geralt was his just dry sarcasm and, and, and all that, that reluctance yeah. and that one little moment I didn't care for, for that okay. reason. I didn't notice it. That was a brutal attack too. It was pretty Wasn't brutal. that? Yeah. I was like, yeah. he's going to kill that woman. Yeah. He's <laughs> bouncing her face off of a fucking table. Yeah. Like, yep. you don't, I, I don't know, I, I feel like uh, this game and some of the violence and themes in it have made me think a little bit more than other games ever yeah. have yeah. about stuff like that. It was, it's just like, all of a sudden this guy's bouncing this woman's face off the table, and it's mm-hmm. like, holy shit. Yeah, it was a pretty, pretty brutal attack. Yeah. It, Jake brings up in the chat that Siri has changed him, and I think that's true to a certain extent, but at the same time, like, Siri is very personal to him. And I think when it comes to Siri, he's going to be that way. He's going to be very sort of fatherly and looking out for her and stuff. Oh, yeah. But I don't know if it's changed him enough to to get him to that point. 
right where he's that concerned for this innkeep that he has yeah. no relationship with yeah so that so Geralt and uh Vesemir end up killing the 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 Tamarian patriots I guess you could say uh the thugs that were starting the fight in the in the innkeep in, or in rather and uh the the innkeep actually kicks him out does because she doesn't want that sort of stuff happening so she kicks him out says never to come back and you go out and yennefer's waiting outside for you uh you thought the way they made it look it looked like you were going to be under arrest by the nilf guardian soldiers for killing some peasants or or you know thugs i guess in the in the inn but yennefer's with them to come uh gather Geralt. i guess you could say which i was surprised by yeah because I, it, they sort of built it up like a lot of this game was going to be you searching for Yennefer. Yes, yep. I was surprised she was out there. And too. then there she was, <laughs> yep. just waiting for you right there. Which is as a good indicator for me. Like this game is probably not going to be what I expect all the way through. You know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you know, she gathers you up, and you head to Vizima. And while you're headed to Vizima, I, this is one of my favorite parts too. Uh, you get attacked by the Wild Hunt. They they catch up to you. They kill your all the guards. Um, that that are following you. That I think they're kind of used as as fodder, a little bit. And I got that impression when they were, you know, because they were following mm-hmm. Geralt and Yennefer. They were, you know, ahead. I don't know if Yennefer could sense that they were coming or not, but uh, you, they're headed over a bridge, and Geralt and Yennefer are just a little bit ahead of the um, ahead of I the think w- she, the wild hunt. Sorry, I think she totally sensed it because she says like, as soon as I can get. Behind, behind some, some city, wa- city walls, yeah. city walls. Yeah. yeah, I think that was foreshadowing of the she knew the attack there was that was coming. Danger afoot. Yeah, so you know you're running and you cross a little bridge after the the wild hunt had wiped out all the other soldiers, and she blows up the bridge and 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 saves Carol and Yennefer. And I thought that part was awesome. I thought uh, really enjoyed all that stuff. Yeah, it was good. Uh, saving saving Carol and and Yennefer, no doubt. Mm-hmm. It was beautiful. It felt like the. Uh... The riders in I th- Lord of the Rings. I, yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. I got too. I got that impression from it too, and they kind of look like the the um, ring wraith, ring wraiths. Right? Yeah, yeah, a little bit yeah, yeah, with do. the armor and stuff. So yeah, then you you go into Vizima and you're having. Uh, I mean, it shows Geralt in a, in the bath with ladies scrubbing him, <laughs> which is cool. <laughs> Geralt's just like chilling in the tub, getting scrubbed by by some women. <laughs> And, uh, happy as can be. Happy as can be. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, then he gets out, and he's he's got to have an audience with the Emperor of Nilfgaard um, for what he doesn't know. Who Yennefer the, is joined with. Yep. Uh, Yennefer kind of joins with the, with the Nilfgaardians for, for protection, I guess, more than anything. Um, both seemingly from the Wild Hunt and, and from the negative view on sorceresses um, from other, other, other places. So, Yeah, she has her reasons. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you get out, you get out of the tub. You got to pick out an outfit. Oh, this is the part where Corey, where the general comes in to question. Where yeah, I saw yeah, the yeah. general came in to question you to on, build your, on your past. Yeah, uh, the part that I didn't get in my playthrough, I just got. He harassed me about losing the soldiers. He's like, what, what you know, what happened? So yeah. Geralt had to explain, you know, just that we were they were attacked by the wild hunt on their way way back to to Vizima. So. Uh, and then you have your audience with the Emperor of Nilfgaard, who puts you on a mission to save Ciri. Uh, you kind of already, or to track down Ciri and bring her back, I guess. I don't know if it's a spoiler or not, but the uh, 
the Siri is actually the daughter of the Emperor of Nilfgaard. And uh, she how went, did she come into contact with Geralt? Don't know. Don't know yet. I oh. think we have to figure that out. Oh, okay. She's uh, she's in the books. Siri. I just don't remember in what context. I know he's like. At one point, he's like hunting with her or running from somebody with her. I don't know. I don't really remember. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So he sends you on a mission to to track her down. Uh, so he, I think you're given the option at the end of that to either go to Novigrad or Velen, right? You, I don't you, believe it gives you the option. I don't think there was I think an you option. can, okay. but it leads you towards Velen. Yeah, it wants you to go to Velen first, definitely. But I think you also could have gone to Novigrad to find Triss. Who Triss is also supposed to have some some information on on Siri, but I went to Velen because that's what it seemed like you were supposed to do. And I think Yennefer tells you that that's where you should start. Yeah, so. yeah. Trusted her. Maybe the levels are higher for the Triss stuff. They maybe, are right off the bat. So maybe that's why. I just met Triss. Okay. Yeah, I haven't gotten that far yet. That's what I did before I came over. Oh, nice. Yeah, I just finished the the storyline for in Velen. That's and, where and that's exploring. actually what I wanted to ask you guys about um what happened between Triss and Geralt in Witcher 2. Uh it depends on choices at the end of the game. Oh. Okay. Uh, so so <laughs> for like at the at the at the very end of the Witcher 2, this is Witcher 2 spoilers. Um it's been out for a long time, so yeah. if you haven't played it <laughs> too bad. Yeah, too bad. <laughs> Play. You probably won't make any sense to you. Uh, so yeah, at the end of The Witcher Two, uh, Triss gets kidnapped by the guy you're chasing down the entire game in 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 The Witcher Witcher Two um, from the very beginning. Uh, he he kidnaps her, makes makes her teleport him out of of danger. Um, and you're you're looking for Triss, uh, but when you get to the end of the game, you're given the option to help someone find the uh, rescue the queen of Tamaria the young queen of Tamaria or find Triss okay. so you can do do either or what'd you pick? Uh, I rescued Triss you would why? she can save herself yeah but Vernon, that was my logic Ver, anyway Ver, Vernon Roche he was capable and he yeah. did end up, end up saving Anais on his own it's true too yeah no, I just I wanted to stay loyal to because I remember Triss from the first the first Witcher game. Oh yeah, I see, I uh, yeah. at a certain point you can choose your relationship, and I chose uh, Shawnee. Shawnee, yeah, I think that's her name in the first one. Right. So I never felt that attachment to Triss. Right. I know the the Witcher two kind of wanted you to have that relationship with her, but I just ignored it. Yeah. How dare you? I don't know. Corey is the wild card. Reject, rejecting Triss's advances. Where's my Shawnee? I, don't, I haven't seen Shawnee. I don't know if she, if she she might be in it. I haven't seen her. Yeah, I guess a lot of the even small decisions carried on from, or small quest lines that you did in the second keep carried on to the third. One in particular that I wanted to talk about, but I didn't get the chance to, was uh, there's a mission or a side story thing, I guess, that you can do uh, at the beginning of The Witcher 2 where you have like a drinking contest with some of the soldiers of the blue stripes and you get really schnockered and you go and get a bad neck tattoo when you're blackout drunk. <laughs> and I guess that bad neck tattoo carries through the entirety of the second oh, game wow. and into the third game. I forgot to do that mission, uh, in the Witcher two. Um, I, I did it when I played it on Xbox, but when I just played it now, I, I forgot to do that. 
uh, which is unfortunate because <laughs> you know that bad neck tattoo would still be on there. Maybe somebody would have made some comments about it. Probably. Yeah. Um, probably. It's funny. Yeah, I missed out on that. But that's cool. Yeah. So, that's it to this point. Anything you want to discuss? Corey, you Corey? wanted to talk about the the quest with the two dudes in the shack, right? Oh yeah, the oh, yeah. the brothers. Uh, yeah. At the the battle scene, there's all these dead bodies, and you're supposed to help this one guy find his brother. And you track him to this cabin, but he's in there with uh, a blinded soldier from the opposing force. They both sort of found each other and saved each other. One was blind and one was crippled, right? Mm-hmm. And they helped each other kind of. <laughs> a get blind away from and the a battle. cripple walk into a bar, <laughs> pretty much. And they're sitting in there having some laughs and stuff. And Chad. you show up and uh, decide what to do. Uh, I wasn't sure on this one, so I told the soldier from the opposing force to stay put because I didn't think he'd live very long if he came with us back to town. Yeah, I had him come back. I made him stay. Did you? Yeah. I was I was the outlier on this one? Yep. What happened, Dan? Uh, they, they figured out that they were going to disguise him as a peasant, but that, that like they wouldn't make him talk because his accent would give him away if he um, if he were to talk. His, his Nilf, was a Nilf, Nilfgaardian accent, yeah. So they were gonna they were gonna adopt him for lack of a better word, give him a job on the farm, and, and just have mm-hmm. him not, not speak. So, well, I'm interested interested to see if that has any ripple effects. Yeah, I'm sure it does. It seems like a lot of the stuff does have a ripple effect. It's on pretty the game. pretty fucking awesome. Yeah, all that happens. Yep. <laughs> uh, what was the other one? Did you you don't want to talk about the lady in the well at all? Nah, there's not much to talk about. Okay. I don't think. No, there was you don't no really choice make a decision there. Was there, there? Do you? No, no. We co- we covered it too. You're right. You, did you guys bow to the emperor? No. I no. think I did. I'm pretty sure I did not. I think I did. Uh, did you accept the money from the Nilfgaardian general for the killing the Griffin? Yes, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think I did. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I, w- I wouldn't have let that one go for free, I don't no, think. No, definitely not. Not from Nilf- Nilfgaard in there. Well, you start money. to walk away, and then he stops you, and he's like, I don't want you to th- I don't want you to think I, yeah. I don't, I'm not going to pay you or something. Yeah. Kind of makes me wonder, like, is that going to come back to bite you? Like, you accepted money from a Nilfgaardian general? You never know. The, yeah. way, the, way, the way The Witcher works, that's, that's what's great about it, is you never know when that stuff's going to come back to bite you. you know? <laughs> yeah, no, I took, if it will. I took the cash... Especially you after you figure out that they killed his the old, his old lady yeah. and his babies, yeah. you know. Yeah, that was a pretty bad thing to do. Yeah, he was oh. just pissed. Yeah, put him out of his misery. Yeah, yeah. So that's it for spoilers, right? I don't have anything else, Corey. Nope, that's all I got, so guys. About where you're at, Corey. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I made it to the second inn where there's another brawl. Yeah. Okay. But I think that's where I stopped in in the Velen Velen area. Yeah. Uh, I should say I really like the fist fighting. <laughs> that's cool. It's fun. Yeah. That was in the first game, second game, and third game. Yeah. The fight clubs. It's kinda. fun. Yeah. I've only done the first fist fight. I haven't done the second and third ones yet. I'm the champion fist fighter of Velen. Nice. Yeah, that's that's the sort of stuff I'm I've, I'm going to be working on when I go upstairs and start playing again. The other day. I was like, I really should stop playing, and then I saw that that Fight Club thing, like all these fist fights in Velen was a quest, I was like, uh-huh. ah, I'm going to do that one, yeah. and then I'll stop playing. I got to do the horse races, too. I haven't done any horse races. Yeah. 
other than what's in the story. Right. So. Okay. Is that everything, Corey? That's it. All right. I guess we'll call it an episode. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll probably have a few of these every now and again. Maybe we'll do a catch up on stuff sure. that's happened so far. Sure. Uh, compare notes, if you will. So, all right. Thanks for listening. <laughs>